Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a It's time for another week of N4G Radio. It's kind of a big week. Everybody's already fired up before the show started. A lot of lot of violence going on. This is episode 406 for November 9th, 2015. And all the embargoes are up, son. When you're listening to this, we can talk about Fallout. Yep. Talk about Tomb Raider. And we can talk about Black Ops, because that shit came out on Friday, so nobody... Nobody cares about that embargo, right? Everybody knows about now. <laughs> Everybody knows about that Call of Duty. Duty. But anyway, with us this week, Duty. we got the Full Duty. House. We got GamesCon. Greetings, programs. We got the Wombat 2. I am here as well. We got Drew. Yes, I am. And we got John. Hello. So yeah, Full House of People. Talk about a lot of brand new games. Maybe some old games. I don't know. I don't know what everybody's been playing. Yeah. You got enough time for all these open world giant video games? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? There's another one coming out this week, so yeah. Hope your backlog is feeling good. <laughs> but let's talk to Gambus first. Let's see what he's been up to in the in the video game arena. Um, well, I have not played any video games this past week. There you go. Right, on to dream. <laughs> um, You're too I'm busy still... writing, right? Yeah. And the thing is, I'm behind on that as well. You've been working on that novel of yours. Yeah. Um, I would like to maybe read a little bit of it real quick. Sure. This could be like my fondling. This would, so. this would be like an a ex- exclusive... We had an exclusive on Lesbian Seagull on, last week. On uh, Mrs. Bloom. But the, I oh, forgot the yeah. name. How did you remember the name? Jesus. Because he pays attention. I what? care about people's books. No, you don't. <laughs> you can't read, Drew. You can't care about people's books if you can't I, read. I, Fifty I, Shades I, of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty more, Shades right? of Gambus. Oh, I'd read that. <laughs> oh, God, no. You know what? I wanna, that it might, My mind needs to be cleansed quick. Wow. Hey, you can't take it back now. You've said it. That's... That's the book. That's the book that that's, that's the one that you read to detox after reading the original. It brings you way back to reality. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> okay. Uh, um, let's see here. Okay, this is uh, a character named David. Um, who's uh, this is his first day at school, at this uh, high school, and it's a uh, cafeteria scene. It's just a little little part of it. Uh, here it goes. 
The shy young man scanned the cafeteria with his eyes and spotted a table that had almost nobody sitting down, just two male students that looked to be even more out of place than David. He began to take make his way over to the table, feeling both reluctant and isolated. He knew that he needed to be brave, but the despair in his heart was almost too much to bear, so he br desperately wanted to cry. The loud chatter of reality TV, Facebook, and drug use were some of the many conversations that David overheard on his way to the readily available table. He finally sat down at one end of the table and looked down at his... Uh, I, I totally skipped a part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm going to skip over to... Okay. The contents of David's tray, lunch tray, definitely lacked the panache of past years. He picked up his fork and poked at the small mound of mashed potatoes. It looked nothing like he was used to. It took about four seconds to build the bravery in order to lift the fork to his mouth. Upon tasting the potatoes, he immediately knew that they weren't even real, just a combination of grain chemicals and water combined into a formula that was intended to simulate the taste of mashed potatoes. Both the flavor and texture were beyond terrible, and a small tear began to form in the corner of his right eye. The cold reality of being a commoner slammed into David's mind as he officially realized that his family was now poor and that his dreams were obliterated. obliterated. However, David's day was about to get worse, a whole hell of a lot worse. Nice. Very good. I like Boy, that. Boy, to me, I. Is either that or the pubes caught in the flies? <laughs> it happens. Yeah. yeah. More than you'd think. No. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. An exclusive first look. Yep. World premiere. Mrs. Bloom. Yeah. You can you can pay for Gambus autographs when it goes on the New York Times bestseller list. I want to get the audio book. <laughs> Is it read by Betty White? Sure. <laughs> if you can get Betty White to read that, I will pay top dollar. I want Morgan Freeman to read it. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> it was the poop that took a pee. Anyway. Alright, well then I guess we'll talk to Drew about video games. I played a few of those. Maybe. So I played, uh, for Phoenix Down, I uh, played the, the next two chapters of Don Gun Rampa. Um, nice. That game is really good. That game is really, really good. I, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing in that game, and on top of that, I really want to play the next three, or the next two games. They're so getting ready to announce an official third one, I think. Well, there is a third one. No, I mean uh, the third one, like the actual number three. Because the third one right now is uh, Ultra Despair Girls. Oh, so Which it's is not... not technically part three. So, okay, so it's, so it's a spinoff kind of deal. Yeah. I know Jay said that that was significantly different from the other two. Yeah, they're, they're, I think they're having an event either... I think it might be soon. Maybe it's around PSX okay. um, where they're going to show off the third, true third installment of the game. Cool. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this one ends because man, it's full of mystery. Uh, and these kind of games where you have to go through a trial and there's a bunch of circumstances and stuff like that, they're hard to talk about on a podcast. I mean, that podcast we did was two and a half hours. Well, it must not have been too hard to talk about. I mean, well, we just had to go through a lot of stuff. So it's um, but it's great. It's a fantastic series. I think everybody should should pick this up. 
if you're into like the the mystery novels and stuff because it's a lot of reading. I mean, it basically is just a a, a novel or kind of like a Phoenix Wright kind of game. I'm playing through that. I can hear more about that on Phoenix Down. So definitely take a look at that. Um, I played a little bit more Triforce uh, Heroes. Um, I'm enjoying that game more than I thought I would. Uh, it's it's interesting. I'm going to try to get my review up to you this week. Um, you definitely need to play with people, um, and it would probably be a lot better if it was people that you knew that you could actually talk to. Um, well, but there's playing, no voice chat. There, no, no. Um, but even playing alone, it may be slightly slower. Um, but it's okay. I don't mind it. I know a lot of people, you know, are, are kind of meh on that. Um, but with the way they handle stuff as far as like you're getting materials to make new costumes and stuff like that, and those give you special abilities, that's kind of addicting. It, it does a really good job of that stuff. It's like a Zelda mixed with a monster hunter. And, uh, it, and it works. I, I really like it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to break that for review up, uh, soonish. And, um, the other game that I've been playing and the game that I think everybody wants to hear about is a game called Fallout 4. That's a game that's coming out. Is that, that game? game? That's a that game. Is, that is a Never game that's coming it. out Tuesday. Never heard of it. I've had it for about a week now. And, uh, I've put maybe, I'd say about 12 or 13 hours into it. Man, for a okay. week, the internet's gonna say that's, that's some weak sauce, son. I'm, I'm sure it is. You should have about forty to fifty up in that bitch. That's true, but I also have a job and have fuck that shit. Uh, yeah, what's a job and social life and friends? No, you don't, don't lie no, about that one. What are you talking about? I, I do. I had Friday. There was no Fallout being played because I had friends over and we played until dawn. Your imaginary sock puppets don't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I passed the controller around. That's like a double whammy because they're not even real sock puppets. <laughs> they're, they're imaginary sock puppets. They're imaginary sock puppets. Yeah, See? I don't even have socks to, to call my friends. You don't need socks. All your socks get lost in the dryer. They go to Narnia. That's true. Drew wears steel-toed boots with no socks. Ow. Ow. They smell fantastic. I imagine the smell is just... Yeah. I think I could smell it through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, before I get into Fallout, I did play uh, Until Dawn. I played about five chapters of that. We uh, we kind of like passed the controller around every time a chapter would end. Uh, cool. We had a good we had a good time with that. I uh, so one of my friends was really jumpy. <laughs> That's a great game to play with him. Then while while the rest, it was actually a girl. Um, it was my friend's yeah. girlfriend, and uh, she would jump constantly. And I'm like, <laughs> and we we're all just sitting there like. You okay? <laughs> I mean, press but there the was, start button. Oh, they they tried. I mean, they they do a good job of trying to to scare you, but for some reason, I think we were just kind of joking around too much. We're kind of mystery science theatering it, so we didn't jump that much. I do like the characters. Some of the characters. I mean, I like the characters that I fucking hate. There's characters in that game I want them to die, and they have yet to die. Hey. It can happen. It can happen. I've already had two people die. There you go. Or did one you? Of, oh, no, well, yeah. One of them was because of a decision I made, while the other one was, I don't think you can no. 
that. You can save everybody in the game. I don't know how you can do that then. It's in there. You mm. can literally finish the game with everybody alive. Wow that that one that one part I, I it was it didn't give me an option to try and do anything different. But it might have been a decision you made earlier. It could have been, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I we had a good time with that. The, the Uncanny Valley is strong with that game. <laughs> it is, and they know it, and it, yeah. and it works for them. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, there's some times where I'm like, man, that looked real, and then there's some times where I'm like, that looks like a robot standing there. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, but yeah, I had, we had a good time with that. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, the next part of that uh, probably next week sometime. Uh, but yeah, we did that and. Going back to Fallout Four, I've put I've put a good amount. I think twelve hours isn't something to shy away from. I've I've experienced a good amount of Fallout. Um, if you played Fallout Three <laughs> and you really liked that game, you're gonna really like Fallout Four. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yeah, that, that's about the safest answer you could give. And I'm yeah. not trying to say that as a slight against the game. No, this game is not more Fallout 3. Uh, but it has the same kind of feeling to it. On top of that, they have added some other stuff to it. Uh, the biggest one being you can not freeze time with vats and aim and shit like that. And that's still viable. So I can shoot stuff in real time and it's not worthless. Um, in fact, I prefer to shoot people in real time um, because it seems like when you get into these firefights, especially in some of the story missions and stuff like that, you're in confined spaces and where there's a lot of cover. And when you're in vats, obviously you can't move. So you know they can hide behind cover and you miss completely. Luckily, you can't stop vats now. So if you if you chose to shoot four times at a guy and the first shot missed and you can see he's going into cover, you can hit the circle button or, or the B button to basically abort and then stop that vat. Nice. Um, the critical system is a little different in this one, so you don't just get random criticals anymore. You pretty much have a guaranteed critical. Um, what happens is is that when you attack a guy and you successfully hit them, you fill up a critical bar. And when you're in vats and you have the critical bar filled up, you can hit the square button and it automatically – you are going to critical with this next hit, guaranteed. I really wish that there was a better notification for it though. I don't know how many times that I've been playing and just happened to glance down to notice that my meter was full. Yeah. Um, they try to give you they, – they give you a, a – um, it's like a, a, a small sound indicator, but when, you, when you're in the middle of a firefight, you don't hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it, they, they, they've kind of streamlined that stuff a little bit. Um, as far as the perks go, I mean it's, it's huge. There's a giant perk tree. Uh, every time you level up, you get a point that you can put into your basic stats, like special the special stats, or you can use those points to get other perks. You know, and, and a lot of perks return. Um, I'm playing a female character, so I, I have the Black Widow perk. So that means I do extra damage to men. I can also succeed uh, when talking to men better. Um, Sexist. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, it's I mean it's a gigantic world. Um, it's the it's they call it the Commonwealth, 
which is uh, in the Boston area. Corner of Wallace. Yeah. Oh! Uh, it he, looks just like him. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's his name? I can't even remember. No Def. No, no. I mean, oh, I, the, the, guy the, game? the game. Oh, I don't yeah. remember the dude's name in the game. I just call him Most Def, which oh, no. he changed his name too. They don't. He? Yeah, he he doesn't call himself Most Def anymore, but. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the first guy you run into. Um, he's the leader of the group called the... Um, the Minutemen. The Minutemen. So just like in all the other fallouts, a lot of uh, American patriotism shows up here. And um, it's... Um, I mean, they, they, they do a decent job, but they can... I, I want to... I, well, hold on. Before, before you guys get into it, will you just answer three quick questions for me? Go ahead. First off, how how's the exploration? It's pretty much the same as Fallout Three. So okay. you're you're going you're going to get missions. So you get it. You get probably about three missions with with the Minutemen, and I mean you run into the Minutemen within the first hour of the game, um, and uh, you you can choose to do those missions, or you can straight up just say I want to go east, and you can just start walking east, and then you're gonna you're gonna see things on your little mini map there that pop up and say, well, you've just discovered this place, and now you can fast travel to it. Um, and you know, while I was exploring and stuff like that, I ran into a bunch of raiders. I killed them. They had a note on them talking about a secret stash that showed up on my map. I can go travel to that now. You know, I mean, there, there's things that kind of spawn off of exploration too. Okay. My, my favorite parts of Fallout 3 were stumbling across some random, like the Dunwich building. You remember the Dunwich building from Fallout 3? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of stumbling across that. And just stumbling across really interesting locations. Uh, one of the things Bethesda, I think, does really well is, hey, you stumble across a random building or a random dungeon in Skyrim or Oblivion, and then there's a story within that dungeon told through books or uh, papers laying around, stuff like that. Yeah, you're definitely going to run into that. There's been multiple times where I would go into like a factory or something, and you could hack into the terminals and read like what actually happened here or, you know, who, who wrote in a diary or something. Uh, so, yeah, you're definitely going to get that. I mean, th they kept a lot of that in there. Um, all right, what's the other questions? Uh, soundtrack. How's the soundtrack? Because that's Fantastic. the other thing. That's my other favorite part of Fallout 3. Fantastic. I think that everybody knows the classic Fallout theme song. Yep. They have so many different renditions of that. Even while you're fighting, it's a rendition of the Fallout theme. And um, like when you find a new place, they play like a, a tune from it and stuff like that. So it's it, it they take a, that that theme and then change it into like a battle theme, or they change it into a, a menacing theme, and they do a real good job of that. The soundtrack is fantastic. Okay, I never uh, hear the soundtrack. And then, well, it's because I'm always playing. It? It's because there's a radio. In the game. Oh yeah, you were always listening to the radio. I'm always listening well, to yeah, the radio. Well, yeah, that's that's what I mean too. Because like in you know Fallout Three, you had those really great, uh, that old really great kind of old timey soundtrack. It's the They've, same thing. It's like okay. playing some like I don't know 30s, 40s tunes. Yeah, you right. hear a lot of 50s tunes, <clears throat> stuff like that. But I mean, on top of that, you hear a lot of of like old patriotism songs. Do you know that, Ken? Yeah, it's because you're in Boston. It's when you're in Boston, like so. I, you hear like you know. I don't know what the name of the song is. Glory, Hallelujah song. You hear that like almost immediately, and uh, there's a whole bunch of like those like 
patriotism songs um, that play. Make you feel like an American. Make you feel like an American. But I, yeah. I, have to, I have to say this, though. This game actually gets into a little bit of the lore about Fallout. Because for the longest time, I, like, I, I've played Fallout from the beginning, but it, it, you know, unless you're looking at like a wiki and stuff like that, you don't really know what's behind that stuff. But at the beginning of this game, they actually tell you, like, why does everything look like it's in the 1950s, but, you know, it, the bombs dropped in, like, 2077? Um, right. And they actually get into that a little bit at the beginning. And, that like, that was the first time I think a Fallout game has actually just said, this is what actually happened. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they handled the lore a little bit better in this game. It's good to hear. And, uh, and then, your final question. What's what's the mood like? So the, one of the things I liked about Fallout 3 is it wasn't just, like, it, it kind of mixed a lot of stuff. There was stealth, there was survival horror, there was a bunch of stuff kind of going on. The, the mood here feels a lot like survival. Okay. Um, you're like I said, you're going to run to the Minutemen, and the Minutemen are these guys who want to kind of rebuild society, which is what we're going into the new, the other new addition to the game, which is building bases. Ah. Yeah. Um. There, it, so there's different settlements, and the Minutemen get information on that. So you have your main hub where the Minutemen stay, the the main guys, that sanctuary, which is kind of like the first hometown that you go to uh and but the minutemen get information say there's a settlement you know across the wasteland that need help go over there maybe they'll join us you know so you can have other settlements where you can actually build bases so you can i mean it, it goes into detail too you can put different types of like furniture you can you can put up walls you can build uh, defense turrets all this stuff and you use the stuff that you pick up in the wasteland so if i pick up a coffee cup that, that that could be some glass that I could use to build something with. Everything pretty much has a purpose. Um, is it fun to do? Me? No. Other people may fucking love this stuff. Um, What's well, convoluted as shit. That's one of the biggest gripes I have with this game is that they don't explain much to you. Um, so within so when you meet the Minutemen for the first time. You, you all right? You meet, you get your dog. You get your dog within thirty minutes of the game. Okay, you get your first companion. Then you then meet with the Minutemen, which is your first faction within the hour. During that same mission with the Minutemen, you get your power armor. So, oh wow, that's right in there. Then you get that shit. That's crazy. Power armor plays a little differently than it does in the older games. So, power armor was kind of like. Just a new a suit of armor you could put on. Yeah. Power armor is kind of like a vehicle in this game, mm. where you can actually get out of it and it sits somewhere, and then you can get back in it when you want to. I left mine at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I I yeah I, I have not I got into the power armor for that mission and I have not used it since. Um, and the reason why and and this is one of the issues I have with the game is that they don't tell you how stuff works exactly. Um, it may be buried in there somewhere, but they don't show it to you in like an apparent way. So the power armor plays a lot differently. It's kind of like you're in a, like a, a mobile tank when you get in it. Um, 
and you know, like I like there's gauges everywhere and stuff like that. It's almost like you're on a mech and you don't know how to really control it. Um, and you, but the, the customization that's another new improvement to it is that you can customize your guns, you can customize your armor, you can customize your power armor to have like better like you can change the arms, the legs, the helmet, everything. Uh, and but the great thing is is and I've been getting into it with the guns is that you can modify your guns to either carry more ammo or be better with accuracy or have more power against it and there's tons of different mods that you can do and you you get that through the gun nut perk so there's a there's a perk tree in there it's all about being a gun nut and that's so that's the, probably a good one to have then the gun nut you can I mean you totally can do that it depends on your character build um, and that and that's one of the things that I've always liked about Fallout is that you can play this game completely differently um, depending on what points you put into what. Um, I am, like I said before the show, I don't know if I put it here, I'm a big charisma person. So I'm all about talking my Same way here. out of stuff. So uh, I put, I have, my, my charisma is at 10 right now. Uh, and I, I'm all about, you know, discussions and, and, and trying to talk my way out of stuff. Uh, now, there are a bunch of times where you're just going to get attacked. Uh, so uh, I decided to put a lot of that into my agility so I can sneak pretty well. Um, I can also – I have the other perk where it's called Action Girl. So I'm playing a female character. But um, Action Girl allows you to uh, – your your AP, your ability points, it restores 25% faster. So if I use that, I can you know target – use up my ability points and then hopefully it recharges fast enough to where I can do it again. So I'm kind of like a glass cannon in that sense. I'm not very strong. My, my endurance is not really that high, uh, but I do have um, some really good armor on like just not power armor, just regular armor. And you can modify that armor too, to have better shoulder pads or uh, better uh, leggings, stuff like that. So it, it's kind of like they took some of the crafting from Skyrim and then added it into fallout. Uh, and on top of that, I mean, you can you can create different bombs. You can craft uh, different types of recipes, cooking recipes that can do stuff. So it can like buff your intelligence when you eat it, or you know, uh, it doesn't, or it, it gives you rad resistance and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's fully fledged. Um, it's it, there's a lot there that you don't have to do, but if you do do it, you know, good on you. Um, and the, you know, like there's, there's not necessarily a morality system, but depending on the follower. So I have, I have dog meat obviously, but I, I, put, I took him back to the base and left him there cause I got a new follower, um, who is, who is, is a, a person and, um, she follows me around and depending on how you answer things, she may like that. She may not like that. So you can, you can kind of build up a loyalty with that person and you can unlock perks with that person just because of that. And then there's all these other hidden things like uh, magazines. So you can read a, a certain type of magazine that can give you a secret perk that is not even on the perk skill tree. So you can read like a comic book about a barbarian and you get better melee damage. You can also get skins, paint jobs for your power armor from those. Yes. Yes. Um, Sweet. There's a ton of stuff. I mean, you can get like different hairstyles from different magazines and stuff like that. So what ended up happening was I was running around Boston and I found a comic book store. I said, I'm totally fucking going in there. So I went in there and found like four or five different comics 
that like gave me all these different perks that I didn't even know existed in the game. It's there's a ton of stuff as far as exploration goes, and if if you want to look at that stuff, you know it's it's there to help you. Okay, so a um, couple of questions for me as well. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> are factions gone? No. Well, I, 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 you're talking about like from New Vegas. Yeah, the one thing I kind of didn't really like. I have not ran into that. Now you can join stuff. All right, let's not beat around the bush here. Every single game has had this. The Brotherhood of Steel is obviously in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can run into them, and you can join them if you want to. But I don't think it affects how other people think of you in different ways. So I've ran uh, into, that's fine. Yeah, that's I've okay, I've, I've ran into multiple factions and have joined multiple factions, but it hasn't been like, well, you're with the Brotherhood of Steel. I'm not going to let you join us. I mean, I haven't ran into that. That's that's that was the one thing that kind of annoyed me about um, New Vegas was that you were forever having to, and that could you know seriously. Uh, cause issues with the uh, the way your play style if that you know happened, so I'm quite pleased about that. So that I, I can live with that one. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and have you come across? Have you come across any Fallout stuff? As in, Fallout Three was amazing for its weird and wonderful um, missions. You just come across the quests, just absolutely random, bizarre stuff. Is that there? Have you come across that stuff yet? I mean, I've come across some pretty strange stuff. I mean, I've come across like the regular, you know, I went into a gift shop and there was a note on the door saying, it's like, you don't come in through here anymore. We got a secret passage. And then I found the secret passage and it was like a Raiders place. Um, I, I did do a main mission, um, where I, you kind of take on mobsters. I'm talking like straight up with like, you know, yeah. Wearing, yeah, yeah, see those, those kind of mobsters. They're wearing they the were, hats and everything. They're wearing, they're wearing the hats. They got Tommy guns. Yep. Um, I mean, you, I mean, they, I mean, you're going to run into pretty colorful characters. I was thinking along the lines of that. There was like that, the tr- that you know, that tree one with the, I can't remember, I think it was at the tree of life or something. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. The tree that, that talked. Yeah, that was like an absolutely, you know, you had to stumble across it. No one sent you there. Um, it was just, you know, if you, you explored enough of the wasteland, it would, it you know, you'd find it and you'd come across it. And it was one of the best quests in that whole game. And you know, that wasn't, you could completely miss it. And that's the sort of stuff I'm I, I'm looking forward yeah, there was, to. Some. There was a cannibal quest like that too, wasn't there? Yeah. In 3. Yeah. yeah. There, yeah, you, I can, I, I, I me personally, I have not ran into something game changing kind of like that yet. Granted, I'm only about 13 hours in. I would say if I had to give myself a percentage, I've maybe explored 15% of the game. Wow. Okay. I mean, this the map is huge. I mean, it's going to take you a long time to 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 discover everything. Um and I mean, I'm I, I've been trying to do some side story stuff. I've been doing some main story stuff, and then I just did some exploring. One like one night, I just said I'm just going to walk as far west as I can and see what happens. And I ran into a few things. So I mean, yeah, I mean, the core Fallout experience is definitely here. Um, I, I you know, I mean, it's it, it, I, like I said, I mean, it's Fallout. I mean, that's that's 
that's the best way to describe. I know that's the shitty way to describe it, but I mean, it really is the best way to describe it. Um, now, as far as so, let's just go ahead and say the internet really is shitting on this game, and I don't know why. Because they haven't played it yet. Because they haven't played it yet. Yeah. I shit on it, and I have played it. Yeah. Um, so, Ken, let, let's talk about it. We're going to do a little bit of roundtable. Talk about this game and what you feel about it. Okay. Um, I, th- I feel like this game is essentially a jack-of-all-trades, a master of zero. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff to do in it, but I don't think any of it is relatively fun. So the shooting... Like, you guys are, like... You seem excited about the shooting mechanic. I think it's shit. Well, like as, here, as a shooter, I, as a shooter, it's shit. And oh, if Fallout yeah. Three was worse, goddamn, Fallout Three was fucking god awful. Well, oh god, yeah, you, terrible. If you if you were in real time and aimed at a guy that was probably ten feet in front of you, you were probably going to miss him. You're still probably going to miss in this one. That's not no. That's not true. It's it's just the aiming is horrible. Uh, I, I is is ten I mean, fucking times better. Well, that's the thing is it's that's another part of it. Okay, so it might be passable as a part of the game, but you spend a lot of time shooting. Yeah, and the VAT system is useless until you upgrade your AP because you get what two shots, and they yeah. don't really do that much damage. Well, I mean, it depends on the gun. It depends on the mods you have on that gun. Of course, like that. there's a lot of factors that fall into it, but at the same time. It's just not fun. Like I, I, did, I, there's never a firefight in that game where I'm like, okay, that was that was fun. That was an interesting combat encounter. Like I never had that ever. The the, the thing is, is that this game's not easy. Um, no, the, no, no. The fallouts have never been easy, and I mean, it could be a, a part of that. Could be that the shooting is kind of off. Um, and a lot, and, and, and that's the thing is, and, and I think that's what kind of bothers me is people kind of give these games a pass. They're like, well, it's difficult because it's not designed all that well. Ninety percent of other games would get shit on for that. Uh, I think saying they give this game a pass is kind of. You guys haven't agreed with the fact that it doesn't play well. I mean, well, no, 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 for no, no. Fallout I'm Three, talking about uh, when you go back to Fallout Three, there are very few people that would say. Fallout 3 is an amazingly playing game from a shooting mechanic standpoint. And that criticism was pretty consistent when the game came out. Yeah. It's not It's not like people... I, I, would, I would say that saying that people gave that game a pass, considering so many people talk about how bad it is, um, is probably not accurate. Well, I, I'm, I'm just speaking from the experience of right now, as Drew is... is it, it, you know, it, an opinion is an opinion. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong, but you are defending the shooting, and I play a lot of shooters. This game is about the shittiest shooter I've played since maybe Mass Effect. So that's it's the bad. thing. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. And I understand where you're coming from, and they 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 play it off like it's a fucking shooter, and this is me going to be defending it again. But in reality, Fallout is a role-playing game. And that's fine. I, every, I'm just every shot. Every shot you do pull off is a roll, is a like a as a dice roll. And that's fine. I'm I'm just speaking on one piece of the game. Yeah, I think the shooting is terrible. Okay. Um, the exploration is neat. About thirty percent of the time, the other seventy percent of the time, you're finding completely useless shit. 
It's it's it. I mean, okay. Again, <laughs> it is what it is. But it it is technically a wasteland, and that is not a fun video game for me. Like I will walk for I don't know six or seven minutes and see nothing, and then I find a house, and oh look, I found a pepper spray. I found a can of salt. Ooh, <laughs> you know. Of course, then you stumble onto the stuff that's really interesting, and that's cool. But I feel like <laughs> it's kind of like people say Kojima needs an editor. I feel like Fallout needs an editor. Mm. It needs somebody to streamline this into about a 20 to 30 hour game. Because the other 70 hours of it to me are extremely boring. And and that's not a good ratio for me. Well, I mean, you know, different strokes. Some people find that type of exploration really fun. Oh, absolutely. And I've, I've never once said that if you enjoy this game that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just explain why I don't enjoy And I try. I've tried... All of the fallouts that Bethesda's done, and I feel like there's very little difference between them, and I find them extremely boring. But then we brought we I brought the fact before the recording. You like Skyrim? I did like Skyrim. And why do you think that is exactly? The minute to minute gameplay in Skyrim was very streamlined and it was very enjoyable. Do you think it's because it was like kind of like melee combat and stuff like that? Well, the combat in Skyrim was amazing. By comparison to other open world fantasy games, like the combat felt good, like you felt like you were actually doing something, and you know swings actually mattered. You know it didn't it didn't feel as much like there was as many things going on behind the scenes as there are in a game like Fallout. Yeah, it felt like I was actually doing the combat. Where the combat encounters in Fallout are just they're atrocious to me. They, well, yeah. Well, so the Skyrim felt more like an action game, while Fallout's more like a role-playing game. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of fall, there is a lot of RPG to Skyrim, but it doesn't shove it down your throat. Yeah, Fallout's still kind of a hardcore role-playing game. It is, and and there's a lot of people that love that shit. I mean, it's apparent by how many copies these games sell. But and I, and I don't find the world very interesting. I think it looks very bland. I mean, there are certain parts of it that I think look really neat. Yeah, I really like Diamond City. When you get, like, in the forest in the morning and you've got the mist, I think that looks really cool. Yeah. But most of the time when you're walking around that game, it's it's just really drab. And it it has what a lot of the guys who play these games make fun of shooters for. It's a lot of brown and gray. You know, it's kind of boring. Yeah. I have to say, the first time it fucking rained, that was kind of cool. Yeah, the uh, rain is so, nice. So, <laughs> in Fallout fashion, it's not just rain. It's radiated fucking rain. <laughs> yeah, that's so, another thing that really annoys me about this game is when you get the rads on your health bar. Yeah. And that just takes away your health. And yeah. in the first six hours of the game, I found two bottles of rad away. I've, I've got probably about 12 right now. And they're and expensive. I found stores where you could buy them. I can't even afford them. And I have a lot of money. Hey, buddy, let me tell you something. Put some points in charisma. You'll haggle your motherfucker down. Well, that's the other thing, is, and that's another huge issue that I have with this game, is that, again, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none, it doesn't explain 90% of the systems that you're trying to figure out. No. This game assumes that you have played a lot of Fallout, and it assumes that you want to figure out how to do the new stuff. For example, the base building is extremely convoluted. 
Yeah. It's confusing to figure out what you can and cannot build until you know where to look. And the problem is, is that when you go in to build something, there are 6,000 boxes of text on there. Yeah. And trying to place the items in the environment, it never gives you a clear idea of where you should place them. Um, for example, did you do the mission at the drive-in movie theater? I am going to the drive-in movie theater right now. Okay, so when you get there, you have to build a radio that can radio back to the other base. Right. It did not... It, I walked in the room where the thing was, and it told me I needed to build a generator and then an antenna. It does not call it a generator proper in the menu. And it didn't tell me exactly where I needed to build it. Like, most games will tutorialize it to the point where it's like, okay, this is the first time you're going to do it. Let me give you a little hand. This game just says build it. Yeah. It took me 15 minutes to figure out that it was outside behind the building. It never showed it to me. I had no clue. <laughs> I didn't even know you could move around the environment while you were building. Yeah, I found that out like uh, on accident. Yeah, it was, never <laughs> tells you that, and that is extremely important because otherwise you can't build anything. You can't build anything. I thought you were just doing it from the workhouse. Yeah. And they were, and they were just saying, oh, we're going to put it somewhere. No, no, you actually choose where to put this shit. I wish it would say, okay, move around and see where you want to put it. Yeah, and it doesn't. Oh, it's it frustrating. Just, it, yeah, and it, it never tells you that. So yeah, I have I have a lot of issues with that. Yeah, I don't know. I I have to say one of the coolest things I've I've found in this game. I got a junk uh, blaster, which means that it doesn't take ammo. You just shove junk into oh, it. Well, the rocket rocket launcher. It's this is more like a. You guys played Sunset Overdrive, right? Yeah. You know the bowling ball launcher? That thing is fantastic. It's kind of like that. But you like hold the button down and then just wail through like fucking tons of enemies. Yeah. I just throw shit into the junk launcher like, I don't know, forks and spoons and a teddy bear and then shoot it at somebody and it makes them explode. <laughs> and it's awesome. So yeah, I mean, this is coming from somebody who's never enjoyed the Fallout games, but it's more of that, so... If you didn't enjoy them, don't bother. Yeah. I mean it's it's I've I've I am always open to have my mind changed about games, like for instance Skyrim. I never really enjoyed the Elder Scroll games before that. So I always try. And Fallout Four seemed to be making a lot of changes, a lot of streamlining. Just did not do it for me. Yeah, they, they try to change up a few things, especially with like dialogue and stuff like that. So now your character actually talks as a voice. And they um, they slim down the dialogue options too. There used they, to be a ton. Yeah, um, there it's a lot like Mass Effect now in that sense, where you're going to have one option which is always kind of like a yes confirm, or one's like hell no, and then one is like can you give me some more information, and the other one would be like a maybe kind of thing. Well, one of them's always a smart ass response. One of them's a sarcastic response, um, <laughs> which I'm a and, comedian in my game. I always make a joke every time somebody says something. The um. The, the, because of how high my charisma is, um, I usually always get an option that is like try to, to, to do something. Like, uh, like try to convince them to, to aid you or, or, you know, bring down the price or if you give me a quest, okay, am I getting paid for this kind of thing? Um, and they, they do that by like the different color dialogue. So if it's yellow, that means it's relatively easy to pass. If it's orange, it's medium and red, it's hard. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, it has a lot of that stuff. I mean, it feels a little streamlined in that way, but also it feels a little limited sometimes. Yeah, I think especially, a lot of people, com- yeah. a lot of people are upset about that because of like New Vegas's uh, conversation options were like seven or eight dialogue choices. Yeah, they, there was a ton of dialogue options in New Vegas and and even in Fallout Three, and they all have sometimes had to do with like your intelligence or your you know your strength and stuff like that and. They, so far, I have not ran into any of that. So most of it was all about your charisma. And if you're, you're, if you're a smooth talker, you can get what you want. If you're not, then... What if you're a smooth criminal? If you're a scr- smooth criminal, you just shoot people. Cool. All right, shoot, well, we, we need to... Shoot their fucking legs off. Yeah, we need to move on. We've been on this for like 40 minutes. And we still have two other big games to talk about. That's true. So, <laughs> in conclusion, if you like Fallout 3... <laughs> he starts it. He ends it the way he started it. I started it again. In conclusion, <laughs> if you like Fallout Three, you're gonna like Fallout Four. This is a gigantic game. I think. All right, we didn't talk about how it runs. I know you said you had some frame rate issues, and yes, I will say in large firefights, the frame rate will dip, but it's not unplayable. No, it's not unplayable. It, it's yeah. not going to remain 30 frames per second constantly. Um. And it's a Bethesda game, so there's some jank. Um, one of the things is I like to play in third person, and now you can hold like the back button and pull the camera back. Yeah. But every time I go into conversation dialogue, it resets. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying because I have to keep doing it. And it, and that button also brings up my Pip Boy. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they have tried to map everything to like this controller, and I'm just like. There's so many times I accidentally activate a critical when I wanted to transfer something from a dead body. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, God damn it. And so it's it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's clunky in that manner. Uh, I do like how the looting system works now. You don't have to, like, go into, like, a menu to, to loot somebody. When you, when you highlight on somebody, it shows everything they have on them, and you can use the D-pad to select which ones you want to. You can also transfer stuff to, like, your safe from looting. Yeah. Which is... That that's interesting. Oh, that's cool. It's it, it makes it to where you're not stuck in a menu for ten minutes sifting through shit. Yep. All right. Well, th- that's all for you, right? That is pretty much all for me. I spent most of the time playing Fallout. All right. Well, let's move on to John, which I can pretty much sum up with Call of Duty. Hey, I can talk to you about that game too. Awesome. I, so I really like that game. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, I've you played. Mostly exclusively the uh, single player of. Well, we played. We actually played co-op. Okay, how does that work? Because I've played all I've done mission-wise is the first mission, your entry thing. Um, Odd thing about that is that your character's called player. That's because it's a created character, and they didn't bother. Here's the funny thing: so when you play co-op, you know, um, you everybody gets to create their own character for the first time in Call of Duty. So you can create a male or female character. They all have the same goddamn face, I swear to God. <laughs> um, but, like, the intro sequence, you know how, like, where they're typing on the computer and talking to the other character? When you play co-op, both people are doing that. And saying the same thing. And saying exactly the same thing. So, like, my character is talking to the dude, and then Justin's character was talking to the dude at the same time. It's hilarious. So you guys were harmonizing, huh? Yeah. So there's that, but the, the way it works is when before you do a mission, it dumps you into like this hub area, and it allows mm. you to customize your character. So Call of Duty over the years, if you haven't played it, has started to become almost a loot game, 
So when you do the levels, you earn a bunch of rewards, and the rewards uh, give you different pieces like guns or uh, what are they called? Fabrication kits, which allow you to upgrade your character, allow you to buy new guns uh, that you can use within the game. And before each mission, you can go into the hub and change your, your outfit, you can change your gun, you can change your loadout, you can add perks to your system. It's kind of crazy. And the single player for the first time is now four-player co-op. So is it the same nice. single player or is it a separate one? Nope, it's the same exact story, um, just depending on how many people are playing. And okay. it, it's not really any different. Like I said, nope. the dialogue remains the same. They act like there's only one of you. Okay. So, so, it's kind of, so it'd be like kind of like Halo. Yeah, like you, there's four Master Chiefs kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But it's fun. Like, <sighs> Call of Duty has started to get into this whole, like, you are an android kind of thing. And they have a reason for it in this game. And it's really interesting and kind of disturbing, actually. The cutscene mm. is really fucking disturbing. I never it's asked cool. for this. Um, it's It's fucked up. Did you did you see it, John? I thought it was at the end of the first mission. No, I. Oh. Uh, you get beat up by a robot. Yes, yes, I yeah, have done that bit. Yeah, that's kind yeah, that of is, fucked up. That is, that is quite brutal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then after that, you get like cybernetic enhancements. So that um, yeah. then they give you these perks, like you can use your cybernetics to destroy robots, or do ground pounds, or you know, run on walls and things like that. And it, it actually works out really well. It's just like the multiplayer when you get your perk, you pull the left and right bumper, and that activates it. So yeah, no, we're about three missions into the single player, and so far it's been really fun. I yeah, I kind of enjoy. As I have only literally just touched. I've not even got to the point where you've got a hub um, because you only get that and after the um, the first after, mission. Kind of the yeah. first mission. Uh, I've solely been playing. Uh, multiplayer, which, um, yeah, yeah, it, where obviously they made that jump from from Ghosts to Advanced Warfare, and I was trying to cater to the fact that people enjoy those type of shooters now with a little bit more pace. You know, the success of Titanfall. Essentially, um, we're just reinventing Unreal Tournament. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get going to go full circle <laughs> at some point. Um, so it's. Uh, so they, you have to go on that, and once you've gone to advanced warfare, you can't go back. You can't go back to the trudging, slow pace. Well, what would seem slow uh, kind of style of gameplay. So they've they've gone more Titanfall with this. Uh, the big thing here is um, your hero characters and your 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 wall running and the agility. So you have like a jetpack boosting that enables you to run across walls or a double jump and things like that um you've now got with the multiplayer you've got these um instead of having your own soldier you pick one of i think there's about nine different types of soldier not all of them are unlockable you can only unlock like you well first four yeah that's if you're playing public matches if you go in and play against bots they're all unlocked and all of their customizations are unlocked Oh, okay. So you can basically practice. Yeah, you can just gotcha. you can kind of get a feel for all of the stuff and oh, see which character actually, you I like. Didn't, I didn't know that. That might be quite cool. I mean, I went for um, there's this butch looking woman with a cigar. I can't remember her name, but her abilities war machine. Uh, each character has like two 
um, superpowers. Uh, so you've got the one that seems to be the popular is a sparrow, which is a female character. Yeah, that arrow is the, badass. Yeah, with the, <laughs> with the arrow. Um, and essentially, as you perform better in the game, you uh, and as time goes on, you unlock that ability. So in a standard match, you could probably unlock it maybe uh, two or three times. Um, and uh, Warhammer, the one that I'm using, is... Um, it's a uh, like a multi grenade launcher, so you get about seven or eight grenades to fire out, um, which can be really quite handy in the heat of the battle. Um, but you've got uh, one called Glitch that can. I don't know, it, it's called Glitch because it looks like it's lagging and he just zim, zooms back to a previous part of the map or like about where he was three or four seconds ago so it disorientates the person firing at them uh you've got this guy who can have these he's got these two massive uh pickaxes and you you know he does his sort of ground pound thing um they're all different things now in the multiplayer in when you're playing uh publicly you have to unlock uh these with unlock tokens much like some of the previous uh, Black Ops games prior, you, you have to unlock things with weapons and stuff with with, with these unlock tokens. Uh, you're constantly leveling stuff up, so you've always got that little sense of progression, which is quite cool, whether it be your character or the weapons, the more user weapons, the more stuff you unlock for them as, as standard fare. Um, so, you know, it's pretty cool. I have, however, experienced the odd issue with the connection. Now, I'm not going to harp on too much about this because it's launch weekend, it sold a lot of copies. There are a lot of people trying to get online. Um, but I spent half an hour yesterday evening not being able to get online, uh, constantly kicking out this error. And it doesn't even give you a real fucking error code. It gives you a fake error code in keeping with the theme of the game. Uh, so it's really, really frustrating. So you you go into the multiplayer it, was automatically kicking me to local play, like land play. Yeah, mine, I had that issue a lot too. Um, And then you'd hit uh, go online, and it would do a through checking online servers, crash, back to the same, the previous menu, do it again. And that was for half an hour. Now, yes, I mean, it's. I'm sure that it will get better, they'll patch it, but this is Call of Duty. This comes out every year. The same amount of people play this game online. And, and, it, and all... it never, it, and historically it never has issues. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think maybe, um, it might be Modern Warfare 2 encountered them, uh, but this is frustrating, and you would think they would know better. Um, it could be something very simple that you know they'll put the patch out in the next day or so and fixes it like that um but that's kind of hampered my enjoyment um nuketown if you happen to get it is absolutely amazing i love that map um just because of the amount of carnage you can do because it's such a small map so this weekend uh they've got like an exclusive bonus playlist where the only map is nuketown and you've got the various different uh modes of play so team deathmatch and domination and um uplink stuff like that um and that's all i have been trying to play because i, I do absolutely adore that map um but the maps are cool they're, they're kind of built even things like um Nuketown, which is a reimagining of the previous two versions of that map, they've all been tweaked. 
um, so that you can make the most of uh, wall running and double jumping and, and things like that. Um, it's really noticeable in Nuketown at how agile you are. So if anyone's ever played that map, you've got the two houses either side and you've got the stairs running up the back area. Fuck the stairs! Just jump up there! And it shows you how fast-paced they want these matches to be. Um, but the maps I've been playing, you know, they, they kind of cater to that kind of thinking that, you know, I need to get across this map really, really quickly. However, there are also a few places where um, you can fall through the map because you've mistimed something and it's you just fall through. It's like, oh, fuck. So it's, it's a sort of double-edged sword. But I've really enjoyed it. I will continue to enjoy the multiplayer part. I will also play through the single player because I'm... Uh, with the exception of Ghosts, I think pr- pretty much every single single-player campaign in Call of Duty has been interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I like the... And this one's got motherfucking Christopher Maloney, son. Yes, it has indeed. Um, yeah, uh, he's quite an intriguing character, at least from the first mission I've played. He's you, you know who else there. is in it? Nope. Fucking Marshawn Lynch. What? Really? Yeah. My man. Why? <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he does a voice in the game? No, or the, they actually, the in Call of Duty, they modeled their characters. Okay. So, like, Christopher Maloney stars in this game. It's his face, it's his voice. All right. It's a bit like Advanced Warfare, because um, what's his name was in there? Drew doesn't play. Uh, uh, Troy anyway. Baker. But they mod... It was really Fucking weird. Kevin Spacey, son. Yeah, Kevin Spacey as well, yeah. Um, I like what they're doing with Troy Baker now, because every game that he's in they seem to model his face but they have to change because <laughs> it's like you can't just have troy baker as every Is character in a video baker? game <laughs> um yeah they kind of because they don't i mean at this point they might as well you got you watch movies and you can believe that tom cruise is ethan hunt or i don't know any other character he's playing uh, jack reacher there you go you believe that he's a character why not with troy baker i just you, I you dude from legend that's who tom cruise is <laughs> yeah, yeah you go exactly <laughs> um tim curry which is even scarier oh god is the devil oh yeah god. that was amazing makeup oh that, that movie was amazing that movie is still so fucking good <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I, i'm that black ops has been a great series. i don't know how much of black ops 3 links into black ops 2 um, and they're, you know, then back into Black Ops 1, but I, I like Treyarch, I like what they've done with the last two Black Ops games, um, they, I think they really bring it when it comes to the campaign side of things, uh, yep. and so I'm looking forward to it, but, you know, that's a great game, it's just a shame that it's come out uh, less than a week before Fallout 4, which is is going to be the thing I'm going to be really playing for the did next you, month and Did half. you try Zombies? No, I've never been a Zombies fan. Um, I have heard apparently that there's extra stuff when you complete the game uh, that involves Zombies, but I'm, I've never been one of those sort of people that have really enjoyed it. I know there's lots of new features, like a Beast Mode or something weird. Yeah, the Beast Mode is fucking weird. I've That's never got into it. So, like, you're playing Zombies and there's, like, this little fountain. Like, it, you know what the... the, the premise of zombies is right you're just basically a horde mode where you got to build defenses mode. and stuff 
Yeah. Um, so there's this little fountain that builds up in between each each round now, and you can you can go over to the fountain and turn yourself into a beast, okay. and it's essentially a giant fucking squid. Yeah, and the, with tentacles and, and the stuff. squid can like grab zombies and rip them in half, or like heal the. Ki- it's weird. And all of but, the characters in Zombies are based off of real actors, just like every other game. Yeah. Um, so Ron Perlman is one of the characters. Uh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum is one of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun. Like one of the things I will say about Black Ops Three is there's so much in this game that it's overwhelming. Every, You've got the uh, twin six shooter as well. Yeah, know, but you? every like the three core modes are all separate. So, like, they all have their separate XP mode. They all have separate perks. Like, the Zombies mode has what's called Gobble Gum. So you get, like, these gum drop things. Oh, yes. The, um, like, the, the, oh, those The little little candy machines, yeah. Yeah, And they drop out perks, essentially, that you can customize. It used to be sodas, right? Yeah, this one, it's gum. Uh, And then the multiplayer has a completely different XP and perk system, and so does the single player. Really? It's all separate. Like there there's three different options on the main menu. It's campaign, multiplayer, and zombies. And they all have separate menus and XP systems. Jesus. And customization. <laughs> so that's like yeah, there's a, there is a games. It is. There is a lot in this game. And you know, it's again Treyarch just given lots of choice, lots of uh, uh stuff to play and tinker around with, but it is all it all boils down to multiplayer, I think, with the majority of people. Oh, absolutely. I am not one of those people. I'm one of the people who buys Call of Duty for the campaign, and then the Zombies is a cool addition, and then I love it when they have bots, because then I can just play with my friends and not worry about playing with those lunatics who play, you know, 12 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, those lunatics. Yeah, I don't I don't want to play with those people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun, John. Um, it, uh, no, it's... I kind of just... What happens is I go through periods where I will be really really good at it and then something else will come out I'll start playing you know say Fallout in the instance of of this year and then I will miss out because I won't improve and then I go back onto it and all of a sudden I have no chance so generally uh, the game will uh, see me through probably uh, about three or four months before I'm outclassed. That's why the bots are great you can tailor their difficulty Mm, yeah, I'm going to give that a shot because I would like to try some of the different um, uh, loadouts and different characters because that interests me because it's difficult to tell what they'll actually do, what their powers consist of without being able to, uh, having a chance of playing it. Yep. So anything oh. else? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, did I talk about Halo last week? Yeah, we all talked about Halo last sure, week. Yeah, I played some Halo and finished uh, my review for Forced, which will go up this week. Um, I'm not going to talk about that. Just read the review. You talked nobody, about that. You talked about that last week. Yeah, nobody cares about that game. No, it's it's beyond caring. About. All right, so we'll yes. move on to the Wombat. See if he's been playing anything good, or we can just um, see if he's there. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, I've been playing Metal Gear. And I'm so close to done. <laughs> uh, I'm not quite there yet. I'm so done. Close done with the done. game or done? Done. done with finished the game. Done. Finished the game. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I gotta say, this game is so weird to talk about. Yeah, it, it is. is a weird game. Um, because of the gameplay, it's my favorite gameplay in okay. the series. 
uh, it plays amazingly. Um, and somehow they've made it play so well that even invading the same freaking base for the 40th time um, <laughs> still, is still somehow fun. fun. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but, you know, I was kind of enjoying, because everybody that listens to the show knows that I, I love the Metal Gear games, but I have also been a somewhat vocal critic of the story in these games. Um just because it's so it's so stupid. It's, yeah, it's uh, yeah. stupid. And um, you know, Metal Gear Metal Gear One, I felt like had a really in, uh, Metal Gear Solid, I should say, had a very engaging story. And then Metal Gear Two was pretty good until the end. And then it's like, now to be fair, I haven't played three. Um, three seems to have the most cohesive story of all of them. Uh, I've watched all the cutscenes, and I've, um, uh, you know, read everything about three. So I don't feel like I need to play it. Um, I know there'll be some people that are probably saying, "Oh no, no, no! You have to play it." Well, you know what? I tried to play it three times and got yeah. a corrupt save every time. So, wow. <laughs> um, the, um, but anyway, this one, uh, and then Metal Gear Four came around, and the whole damn thing was just off the rails. Monkey in the diaper. Uh, <laughs> for, um, for like going back to it and looking at all this stuff, two, I have so much more respect for. Three, compared I, to it's compared to four or compared yeah. to all of them. Yeah. See, originally I used to hate two. I thought it was lame, and I think it was because of the whole shock factor of you're not playing a snake, right? Um, but Spoiler! I have, I have so much respect <laughs> for two now because after going back and playing it for Phoenix Down and us actually sitting down and getting into the story, some of that shit. Like, some of the shit that he comes up with, Kojima comes up with, <laughs> is, like, it's off the rails, but then there's a tinge of, like, this could actually fucking happen. Goddamn so, genius. He's a what, fucking genius. Here's what playing a Kojima game is like, right? You ever get stuck in a Wikipedia black hole? Yeah. Where you just keep reading article after article after article? Who hasn't? It's like Kojima just gets stuck in a Wikipedia black hole <laughs> and just writes all that shit down. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And it's like, oh, I read this really interesting Wikipedia article about parasites. Let me throw a whole bunch of stuff about that in there. And, oh, I read some really interesting uh, articles about nuclear deterrence. Let's let's create an entire three-game trilogy out of this. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> anyway, um, the, uh, uh, this game, like, <clears throat> it's not a spoiler to say that there is you get to um chapter 31 um or a mission 31 and you kind of that's just the end of chapter one right you still have chapter two yeah Yeah. also not a spoiler to say that chapter two i have never seen a game fall off the rails faster yeah than this game does from chapter one to chapter two it's like two it separate is, games. It's so incredibly obvious that they ran out of time and money. Um, or they they were just... Konami just basically... And, and I want to read the book about this whole situation. Yeah. But it's probably a situation where Konami said, okay, you got a ship on September 1st, so just make it playable. Right. Just figure it out. Yeah. Because the, the last chapter two of this game, essentially boils down to I don't know 14 15 unique story missions compared to 
the 31 in the first. Uh, not e- no, not, e- not even that. that. No, not, not even that. that. Six or seven. Yeah, there's right, only six like or seven, seven. unique uh, story missions. And then a whole bunch of padding. Yeah. Like, hey, go back and play some of these missions you played before, uh, only on a higher difficulty level. Um, you don't have to do those, no. but still. Um, and it just, like, some of the story beats, you could tell there's probably a lot that they wanted to put in to build up to it, but then it just happens like with no build up whatsoever. Yeah. Um, you're going to see a lot of that. I mean, you have have you heard there is a chapter 3. It's I heard not, that. It's not cut. it's not in the game. Yeah, it got You cut. can go you can go watch it on YouTube and I highly suggest you do because they leave something completely out and you don't know whatever happened to it. That's what I heard. Um but like just t- tonally um there, I don't want to get into spoilers, but there's a couple things tonally um, where you could tell if they had been thinking everything through and they had all the time they needed to make this game, uh, there's certain things that would not happen within the proximity that they happen, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, it's, it makes, I don't know, it makes the whole game uh, kind of feel a little out of whack. Um but the thing about it is I'm 65 hours in, right? It's yeah. an excellent game. Yeah, it really there, is. I, I, um, there are uh, set pieces and levels and missions in this that are just, like, eye-poppingly amazing. Yeah. Um, and then there are, you know, 20 go in here, rescue this guy, get back out yeah. kind of missions. Uh, although I do love the fact that I can stand on top of a container, Fulton it, and then hold on to the balloon, and it extracts me as well. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, uh, that's one of the things that they did really well with this game is all of the little things that they you discover. They thought about everything. Yeah, right. So, anyway, I'm almost done. I'm on, uh, I know I've got, it, I, without having spoiled myself, I know um, sort of what the the big missions coming are, and I think I have two left. Um, so it's um, it's gonna it's gonna be really weird to to look back on this game in a couple years and figure out where my head's at on it because um, right now, as I'm playing it, it's awesome, like, and I just want to keep playing it. Um, but then, like, some of the story kicks in, and it's like, God, this is horrible. Um, like, it's not even overcomplicated Hideo Kojima <laughs> horrible. It's just horrible. Yeah, it's just um, bad. It's, it's not, it's it's not paced. Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not paced well at all. Right, exactly. Um, so uh, there's no... Um, and that's the. I think that's the unfortunate thing, is I feel like my opinion on it would be different if it had ended after Chapter 1. Um, because I feel like the pacing through the first chapter of the game was really good. Now, there's some stuff that's kind of left on the table, right, that you wouldn't get resolution to, but there's always some stuff in Metal Gear that you don't get resolution to. Um, so I'd be a little bit more okay with that, just because I felt like the pacing in Chapter 1 was so good. But then you get out of Chapter 1 into Chapter 2, and it's just like, it's like the game's just... Go swings from one end to the other with nothing in between. Yeah, there's like five bad things happen back to back. Oh, ba- yeah, back to back to back to back to back. Um, 
so it, it just it's a little bit like you can tell they probably wanted to do more in between those big story bits, but they oh, didn't yeah. have time, so they just threw the big stuff in there. Yeah. Um, other than that, I uh, I played some more uh, WWE, but not very much. And then I bought um, for six dollars because I couldn't stand not owning it. I bought Elder Scrolls Online. Six uh, bucks? That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it was on sale on Gamefly, and I had $10 worth of certificates. So, um, I, I you know, I'll pay six bucks. I'm a huge Elder Scrolls guy. I'll pay six bucks just to have this game in my collection. Um, and, I you know, I know going into it that... Um, it's not it's not a real MMO and it's also no. not a real single player RPG. It's kind of somewhere in between. Um, but I'm in kind of MMO mode right now. I get in I get that way sometimes. Um, I've been playing a, a mobile MMO called Order and Chaos, uh, which is actually pretty good. It reminds me a lot of World of Warcraft. Um, but uh, uh, so I'm I, I got it just because I'm a big. Uh, Elder Scrolls junkie. I love the lore of that universe. It's one of my favorite fantasy universes, and this gives me an opportunity to spend a little more time in there. Uh, and then Fallout, unfortunately, is going to have to wait. I'm not. Uh, I'm not even going to buy it at launch. I'm going to wait and buy it in a couple months because I just don't. I don't have time. That's a game that I want to devote 100 percent of my attention to. You're going to have and, to uh, with Witcher Three and Elder Scrolls Online now both on tap. I, I I don't have time to devote 100% of my time to it. Yeah. So that's me. All right. Come to think about we're over an hour in already, and we've only literally talked about like three games. But they're the biggest games of the year, baby. I got one more for you, baby. Oh, yeah. I played Rise of the Tomb Raider. How is Tom Raider? From beginning to end, I finished it. So you did finish it? I did finish it. It okay. is complete now. How long did it take you? About 12 hours. Um, okay. I'm at 69% complete, so there's still a lot of exploring and tombs to go do, which I am totally going back and doing because the tombs in this game are fabulous. Oh, man. So a lot of people liked that original reboot of Tomb Raider, complained it had you know maybe a little too much combat, not enough puzzle tomb stuff. Yeah. So... In the first two hours of Rise of the Tomb Raider, there feels like there were more tombs than in the entirety of the first game. This is what I've had, too. Yes. It is awesome. And the tombs are really well done. Um, They're very interesting. Lots of the same kind of type of, um, you know, physics puzzles and, and figuring out how to put things at just the right angle and all of that fun stuff. Um... But yeah, it's it still has combat, and the combat's still, you know, as smooth as it was in the original game, so it's still fun. Um, there is a lot of new gadgets that change the exploring of the world, and of course there are returning gadgets, you know, the rope arrows, um, stuff like that. But now there is swimming in the game, so you can go underwater. Okay. Um, there is a there is an item you get later in the game that lets you stay underwater longer. <clears throat> It is, again, an open-world style of game. There are, like, I don't know, ten different uh, areas that you can go to. Each one has different collectibles and things like that. Um, But one of the things they've added this time is that there are side missions now. So there are characters in the world that you meet up with 
that you can do missions for. And it's not like these missions are useless. A lot of times they will give you um, really helpful gadgets. Okay. So they will give you things like a lockpick that will allow you to unlock certain doors and boxes. Um, there's also a currency system in the game where you, you discover these like ancient coins and you can go buy uh, silencers for your pistols or, or scopes for your rifles and even outfits for your character. So there's a lot of things to see and do within the game. Uh, the story itself is interesting. It kind of continues the whole, you know, um, origin story of Laura. I'm sorry, Laura. I know John will get mad if I don't pronounce it correctly. Lara. <laughs> Lara Croft. Laura Croft. Um, but no, it's uh, it continues that story. Um, it kind of drives itself home a little bit too much as it continues because it's a, it's a fairly simple plot. It does have interesting characters and interesting things going on in the game, but. I mean, since the game is longer than the first one, because the first one you could probably hammer through in about, I don't know, seven to eight hours. Uh, I did, eh, I probably put ten into it. it. But you probably did a lot of exploring. I did some exploring, yeah. Yeah, and, and I kind of did that same amount of exploring in this one, and it took me about twelve. Okay. So, I mean, the story is still good, but they kind of drive home that same point in almost every cutscene, kind of over the middle. It picks up towards the end, and it definitely, you know comes to a nice conclusion, although it totally sets up for another one, because uh, who the hell's not going to... Are they really not going to make a third one? Because please. Um, but no, it's good. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, is there anything you want to know about the game? <laughs> How's the frame rate? Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck off, Drew. I mean, a real question. <laughs> How's the peas? <laughs> I, I have a question. Sure. Uh, the character herself... Um, <clears throat> In the in the first game of the reboot, she's real uh, like scared, mm. and you know uh, has a high anxiety the whole time, pretty much. Um, I, I never actually beat the game. I, I I think I probably played about half of it, but um, it seemed like she was really scared and had a lot of a lot of anxiety throughout the game. Of course, because you know she's never done anything like that before. Does her character actually like evolve to be? Like towards a little bit more b- the uh, badassery of like the uh, the original interpretation of Laura Croft. Well, I wouldn't say she's a badass, but she is certainly more confident in what she is doing. So okay. you know, yeah, when she goes into something, she's she's very much I can do this, I'm going to do this, I have to do this kind of thing, and she's not skittish about what she is doing. You know, she's not apologizing every time she shoots somebody in the face this time. <laughs> nice. I thought there was so many times, like, I machine gunned the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the crafting the crafting system <clears throat> returns, and it also gets a little bit of an upgrade. You can now collect a bunch of different... Like, the stuff you collected in the first game didn't really do anything. You know, you'd open those boxes, and it would give you some stuff. Junk. Yeah, it would pretty much stuff, give you... Yeah. Well, in the second game, you can actually use that junk to uh, Far Cry it. So you yeah. can like uh, you can upgrade your ammo pouch or your arrow quiver or whatever to carry more arrows. Uh, you can also craft things on the run. So, for example, if you want to heal yourself, you just hold down the left bumper, uh, and there's a perks for that that you can actually upgrade so that you do it faster. Uh, you can also craft bullets and arrows and explosive arrows just by holding down like the right bumper or the right trigger while you're running around. Mm. So it's it's actually useful to pick up the stuff in the environment. 
So is it is it just one big area, like you're still on like an island, or well, do you, do you travel are, to other places? There are several areas, but it's never somewhere like you travel by plane or something. Gotcha. So like there's um, there's a snowy area, there's a top of the mountain area, there's lots of underground areas. So, but they're all connected, and of course you can travel to them through the campfire because that yeah. Fast travel. <laughs> Fast travel. It don't make Absolutely. no sense, but whatever. It's, it's Metrovania, isn't it, though? So it's kind of, you have to be able to easily get back to those areas. Exactly, because there are things that are gated by specific yeah. tools that you may not have yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it sounds like if you like Tomb Raider... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to refrain from that. So let's talk about the weird thing about this game. So okay. in case you might not have heard, this game has microtransactions. <laughs> and you might be wondering what those are for. Yeah. Well, there's a separate mode within the game. Just so you know, the microtransactions have zero effect on the single-player campaign. Like, it is its own entity. You can play through it from beginning to end. No effect from the microtransactions. Okay. There is a separate piece to the game called the... Uh, what's it called? Is it like a card game or something? Well, no, no, no. It, there's cards, okay. but there's a separate mode of the game. And let's essentially think of it as like a score attack. So you can go back through sections of the game and try to get high scores. Because you're scored constantly while you're playing, depending on how many enemies you killed, how much stuff you picked up, stuff like that. Um, so there's this kind of a score attack mode that you can play through, and the cards are used as, um, like, buffs or perks. So, like, you can put one on that, that gives you more XP and more points, but, let's say, doesn't give you as much health, or doesn't give you as much ammo, or, you know, they're, they're kind of like burn cards in Titanfall. They have different effects depending on which ones you choose, and whichever ones you equip before you start the score attack depends on what score you're going to get at the end. Now, the cards can be earned in the game, and in fact, in certain points in the single player, they will give you specific packs for doing specific things. You will also earn uh, currency while you're playing the game that you can use to buy the packs. Now, you can also use real money to can. buy the cards. I will say that I had zero interest in playing that mode. Um... I did go through it for my review, obviously, but after I did it a couple times, I'm kind of like, okay, this is neat, but this is not why I come to Tomb Raider. Yeah. I don't come to Tomb Raider for speedrunning or score attack or whatever. I come to Tomb Raider to explore the world, find the stuff, and, you know, hear the story. And you can do all of that without the microtransactions. Thank that's, God. That's just, a, that's just a weird mode, it sounds like. It is. Like, I don't understand it. I don't even understand why it's there. Like, I, Is there a multiplayer mode? No, multiplayer's been completely stripped from this game. Okay. But I just, I found it weird that they added that. It's like they were making a reason to charge microtransactions. Yeah. And I don't know why. Um, and I also want to say that the game is gorgeous. Like, the worlds and the locales and stuff are just absolutely stunning. Game of the year? Man, it's there's too many fucking games. There's too many games this year, <laughs> man. Like, I, I don't even know what my game of the year is at this point. And, I mean, there's a Metal Gear, there's a Mortal Kombat, there's a Witcher, there's a Fallout, there's a Tomb Raider. God damn it, Drew. Look at this year. Yeah, I know. It's there's, been there's, a shit ton. there's a good Assassin's Creed, man. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. It's <laughs> a sun cut. Oh, it's been such a great year for games, and we still have Just Cause 2. Or, I'm sorry, Juice Calls 3. Yep. We still have Xenoblade Chronicles, and we still have Rainbow Six. We still got Battlefront. 
Still got Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront, that's like a week away. I mean, I'll play it this week. EA Access. Uh, yeah, I'll get it this week because of EA Access, to be fair. Yeah. But, my God, it's been such a good year. It's like any other mediocre year, to Rise of the Tomb Raider would totally be top of the list for Game of the Year. And it will probably still end up in my top ten. But Jesus Christ, there's just too many good games out this year. Yeah, I was just—I don't know. In a I, year, in I a gotta year, look back. Yeah, in a year where I can't decide if Mortal Kombat is my favorite game of the year, that's a good year. Say something, doesn't that it? is a good year. Do you think Metal Gear is going to beat out Mortal Kombat for you? I'm not even saying that Metal Gear will beat out Mortal Kombat. You forget how much I really like Just Cause. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying. As far as Metal Gear goes, that is not going to be my game of the year. It's it's hard because you and I are in that same boat of, as a game, it's probably one of the best games I've played this year. It's one yep. of the best open world games. That's one of the best playing open world games I've ever played in my life. Oh my god, yeah. But it's not, but it's got that Metal Gear tag on it. It's, it is the worst fucking Metal Gear <laughs> game I've ever played in my life. It's, it's horrible. I mean, oh my god, it is so disappointing. Yeah, that's, it's, that's the thing. Like I, I know Ryan, you said it, like in a few years, how you're going to feel about it. When you beat that game, you're going to immediately start feeling it. It's going to be like, wow, that's kind of sucked. It's a weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest game I've ever had to think about. It's just, oh man, so disappointing. Oh, but anyway, that's what, that's what you end with, Kojima. Yeah, but anyway, um, I, we I think we just covered all the games that are out this week. Fallout. Four is out for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is out this week. A lot of people forget it's coming out for Xbox 360. Is it really? I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, and it's yeah. it looks good on 360. Yeah, I've seen the video footage of it. It looks good. Yeah, but the original Tomb Raider looked great on the not original. You know, the reboot looked yeah. awesome on the old gen as well. Yeah, and this one looks really good. You will be shocked if you did not buy uh, you know an Xbox One. You can and you still have a 360. You can still play this game, and it's probably going to be all right. You there know? you go. I'll probably pick up Tomb Raider, but it'll probably be next year sometime. It's really good. Like for those people who were upset that the first one had a little more fighting than Tomb Raiding, this one strikes a really good balance. Then that that'll be perfect for me because I, I I didn't mind Tomb Raider. You know, it was one of those things where I, I started the game on three different systems, and then finally said, okay, I need to just sit down and play this game. And when I did. I had a pretty good time with it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it plays a shit ton better than Uncharted. Oh God, it's play wise, it's fantastic, and the yeah. second one hasn't changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like the shooting in Tomb Raider, Uncharted. Yeah. I don't like that gameplay at all. Um, but also out this week is Awesome Knots Assemble for the PS4 and World Championship Poker, and that's it, maybe. Uh, Rodea the Sky Soldier is also out this week. I apologize. That's out for the 3DS and the Wii U. We have a review of that. Yes, it's already up, so you can go read it. Uh, And then Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival is out for the Wii U on Friday. (laughs) There we go. That game of the year. You know what the most important release is this week, though? Backwards compatibility on Xbox One. Have they gave a list yet? The list will be going out Tomorrow. tomorrow. Or okay. today, if you're listening to this, but yep. there was that. It's they're um, all fake. Oh, are they? Uh, they are well, all. Seemed, they're all fake. It seemed really weird that that would um, that 
the two games that definitely are backwards compatible weren't on that list. Yeah, they're all of the lists that have shown up are just hopeful lists, and they're fake, and people trying to get hits right now. The list will be out tomorrow, uh, or today, like you said, whichever day you're listening to this. Uh, also, the dashboard is out on Thursday, so prepare! <laughs> you, know, you know, to be, to be to fair, prepare. to be fair, they have put out an update every day, and it gets better with every update. I'm still having trouble with it being incredibly sluggish. Really? Yeah, when especially the you know the status bar or the the quick menu bar, whatever, when you hit on left on the the D pad, it takes about four seconds to load up. And I know mm. that sounds like a lot, but uh, on the video you're seeing Major Nelson doing, it's taking about half a second. Not on my console. Yeah, that's weird. Mine loads immediately. That's kind of weird. I don't know. I you know people said Windows 10 wasn't going to be ready, and that launched pretty damn good. So I I never. I never discount Microsoft when it comes to software, at least. Uh, but that's it for what's out this week. Let's talk about news. Not a whole lot going on this week, except for the most exciting thing that makes me also cry. Uh, Ed Boon finally confirmed that they were working on a Mortal Kombat HD. And he's now been slowly trickling out screenshots and GIFs of the animations. And it makes me cry. Because it looks so good. Wait, he's he's doing what? Now? He's tweeting out the development screenshots and gifs of animations. Like he's kind of, of showcasing of... all the work that they did that had to be canceled. So, all right, what was this supposed to be? It was literally a Mortal Kombat HD. It was going to be a combination of all three of the first arcade games redone in high definition. Okay. Um, if you see the screenshot, it shows Sonya versus Liu Kang uh, in widescreen, and it looks. Phenomenal. So this isn't going to happen then? No, he said they're showing it now because it's officially just been scrapped, but he wanted people to see all of the work that they did. Well, it's a shame for those fans. Yeah. Uh, Also, this week, BlizzCon happened. Yeah. Oh, Uh, that Warcraft trailer looked awesome. Yeah, the movie trailer looked pretty good. Yeah, I was was thinking it was going to be all CG for some reason. Well, it's Blizzard. Proper good. Yeah, like that. That's one of those things. Like, I'm not a fan of the lore, but I'd watch that movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. oh yeah, yeah. That looks doubt. fun. Yeah, yeah. That looks that looks like it could possibly be one of the first good video game movies. That's one. Yeah, the, that's one of the things that I really want. I want Blizzard to make a fucking Diablo get movie. Well, they did. <laughs> a, I, I fucking love the lore in Diablo, <laughs> and well, I like that. It would be so fucking awesome. Well, that's got to lead on to a new story, hasn't it? My Deckard Kane. Deckard Kane. Um, I mean, make it rated R, make it bloody as shit. They did announce a new expansion for World of Warcraft, which everybody already knew. Um, it? It's called Legion, okay. I think, or something. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also, you can pre-order it now, and it automatically gives you like an instant level to 100 character, and it lets you play with the new class early. What's the new class? Demon Hunter. Oh, Demon Hunter. Yeah, they're bringing Demon Hunters to World of Warcraft. I wonder if they're the same from <laughs> Sanctuary. <laughs> um, they also announced that that awesome-looking shooter Overwatch is coming to consoles. Yep. And it will be out before June 21st. Which means it'll be out before Bloodborne. <coughs> before Bloodborne? Uh, Battleborn. 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 It's like Bloodborne. I'm like, uh, John, I got news for you. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to forget that game came out this year, right? Yeah. (laughs) Good lord, what a year it's been. (laughs) Don't forget about Dying Light. Don't forget about Dying Light. No, Dying Light's still on that list of maybe in my top ten. Yeah, that game's pretty good. 
That game was great. Um, Overwatch, man. That game looks so sweet. It does. It's got a fantastic art style. It does look good. I'm I am excited yeah. that it's coming to console now because I was really interested in playing it, and I've just come to the conclusion that I don't like playing on a PC. <laughs> so, yep. Uh, I know Drew will be interested in this story, but um, Microsoft has finally come out and kind of given a date on when we're going to get the rest of those Gears games. Yeah. Uh, December 1st is when codes will start going out. They will show up in your messages on Xbox Live. Cool. So, um, I, I'm excited to play that. I'm yeah. excited to play those again. Yeah, I mean, by the time December rolls around, we should be like, there'll just be a couple games and we'll be doing backlog, so we'll be able to do some sessions at Gears of War co op. We still need to finish Halo. Yes, yes, we need to finish Halo. Um,. That's like Justin asked me last night. He's like, so when Star Wars comes out, are we done playing Black Ops? I'm like, no. I'm like, I can play multiple dumb shooters all day. I was like, I still want to finish Halo with you guys, and I've already beat it. Um, Some stuff about Mass Effect Andromeda leaked out. I guess there was a screenshot floating around. Yes, no, there was um, a video. Day. There was a proper video with Shepard narrating. Oh, well, but I mean the, an actual off off screen screenshot too oh, wow. of the actual I game. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter yesterday. Um, Bungie or not Bungie? See, I, you can't get away from it. Three four three. Three four three Industries has announced that Big Team Battle is coming soon. No, oh, I was wondering when that was ever going to happen. Yeah, they're adding the playlist by the end of this month. So there you go. Uh, Borderlands Online. You remember that? Nope. Nope, yeah. Well, it's been canceled, and 2K China has been closed. Wow. So but that wasn't... That was just a, a China, uh, an Eastern game, was it? That was... It's a bit like Call of Duty Online, that thing that was at some point uh, available, which is just, like, for the Chinese market. Yeah. Um, I feel... I, I love Blizzard. Blizzard, you know, announces a lot of really awesome things. Uh, but essentially, they walked up and slapped me right in the balls mm-hmm. when they announced the StarCraft II Legacy of the Void Nova Covert Ops expansion. Because I thought it was going to be some StarCraft ghosts no. when they first showed Nova Covert Ops. Like, they didn't say it was StarCraft II at first. And then they said it was a StarCraft II expansion. Have they, not, have they not already released all of them yet? No, Legacy of the Void comes out this week. Hmm. <laughs> like, there is the final third StarCraft expansion coming out this week as well. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Um, uh, what else is going on? Not much. Not much. If you preloaded Fallout 4 on Xbox One, you might want to check to make sure you got the right game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought fine. I guess they had a f- bad file out there for a while, so... You just need to delete it and re-download it if you want to make sure you're playing day one because that's about a 30 gig game. It's pretty big. Yeah, still not as big as Call of Duty. Oh shit! I took forever to install. Yeah, and I had the disc. Yeah, me too. It was like um, <laughs> it took uh, the patch itself wasn't very big. The patch was about two gigs, so that was done in about ten minutes. But the actual game took. About 50 minutes to install. Yeah, mine just sat there at 96% forever. Jesus. Um, yeah, when you install Fallout, though, go ahead and start the game. You can watch all the videos on the special uh, attributes, and they're kind of funny. Are they the ones they put out on YouTube the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it goes through all of them. 
<laughs> yeah, quite funny. Uh, Day Z Xbox One Early Access has been delayed until 2016, so you will not be able to play that this year, which is fine because there's plenty to talk about. There's plenty to play. Did we talk about Mirror's Edge getting delayed? I can't remember no. if we did. Yeah, it got delayed till May 24th from February 23rd, which was probably good because February was getting a little packed uh, with bigger games. <laughs> You know there's a new Far Cry coming out in February? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I need to see some more information on that before I actually decide I'm going to I just to need that. to see the fucking game. Yeah. Nobody's actually even seen the damn game yet. It sounds cool, Far Cry in, like, prehistoric times. That sounds kind of awesome. Uh, maybe. But I need to see the game. So there you go. That's about it. It's not a lot of news going on right now because, you know, well, there's games coming out. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's jump into some emails. I got a lot of emails. Isn't there a Sony event coming up? PSX in December. Is it December? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's about around the same time the, the VGAs will be, the Keeleys will be going on. Keeleys. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they're called, right? Because yeah. they can't call them the VGAs anymore. The Keeleys. What were they called last year? Uh... The Keeley, I don't know that. It was, it was something else. It yeah. wasn't VGAs, but I know what you're talking about. Is there like a? I think I just see. Like maybe this is breaking news, but there's a patch up for Call of Duty that's three and a half gigs. Oh, okay. So that might be something to do with um, <laughs> some gonna, online access. They're gonna fix some online. All right. Uh, our first email comes from Michael. It says, "Play games, not consoles." There you go. It says, I love your slogan, play games, not consoles. I totally agree. I got the PS4 and Xbox One on launch night and absolutely love them both. They both have great games, and owning both gives me the opportunity to play everything. I get that not everyone can afford both, but I don't understand why people buy one or get it as a gift and then decide the other one sucks. Justifying their purchase, man. Anyway, could you explain the history of the site and the podcast? I've been listening for a year now and have heard you mention starting as an MGS site. But I'd love to hear the whole story. Uh, my best friend and I just started up HD8Bit.com and would be really inspired to hear how you started and then built the best video game website on the internet. Wow, that is cool. Wow, that's high praise. Wow. I know. Yeah, that's uh, thank you so Man's mad. Yeah, thank you so much and keep up the good work. Y'all are great. And I look forward to Mondays because of your podcast. You each have interesting opinions. Plus, you've got a British guy. That's as legit as possible. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bree oh. <laughs> wishes he was American. That's as legit. You, as you you, yeah, you do wish you were. You wish you were one of us. Yeah, I know. I've eaten in your place. That's right. <laughs> oh man, I don't know how many times I've told this story, but I started this site in 1998. Yeah. Before most people listening to this were probably born. <laughs> that's, that's scary, but yeah. Yeah, it makes me feel really old. But yeah, I started it as like a Metal Gear Solid fan site because I was obsessed with the Japanese version. And I used to post updates of what I thought was happening because I couldn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was back in the day before the internet had all these translators and all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then eventually we're like, hey, I want to talk about other video games. And we we went out and bought the, the horrible ZTGameDomain.com. Do you regret that? I do because I wish I would have just shortened it back then. It, you know... Uh, but then we were very fortunate that our good friend over at N4G went out and bought the ZTGD.com name and let us use it. 
that was oh, a, that was I didn't a, know he'd bought it. Yeah, he he surprised me with it like one year when it was around my birthday. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah, and he bought it through like God, I don't know, it's good through like 2020 or something like that. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's that was great that we got to actually use that. But yeah, I bought the domain. We started writing uh, as Drew will constantly tell remind me of how bad our reviews were back. Oh, in. the music is awesome. The music is awesome. <laughs> That was dead or alive. Which Four, one was that? Three, two. No, it was, no, it was two. Or, I think it was no, two. I can't remember which one, but I mean, we had we had to archive all of the uh, reviews, and I was going through <laughs> some of them, and I just saw like one line: "The music is awesome." The and music I was like, this is awesome. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, we were when we first started, we were just enthusiastic about writing about games. We weren't any good at writing. <laughs> Uh, but I think over the years we've gotten a lot better and you know especially with this show the show started the same way the podcast started the same way if you go back and listen to the first episode we were terrible Um, the audio levels were shit Uh, but you know we were doing it before a lot of people made it popular we were I mean I was you you were um, princess you guys guys were one of the first video game podcasts I ever heard of and that was in 2006 yeah, it's it's been a long time ago. Yeah, I've been listening that long, and now I'm on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it started with me and and Jason and Ryan and you know Angry Justin, who doesn't <laughs> show up very much anymore. He he nope. was missing like the third episode. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah, that, he started... that pattern really started early on. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was gone for like a full year, and then he came back, and I'm like, who the fuck is this Justin guy? Yep. <laughs> And what's funny is, is even in the even in the first episode, he was impossible to hear because he was across the room from the rest of us. And he always is very quiet. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's. I mean, as far as starting a website, the best thing you can do is just do what you enjoy. Don't worry about getting hits and yeah. stuff like that. And appealing. <laughs> we don't. It's it's nice to make money from this, but don't expect to make money from this. Yeah. Because ninety five percent of the people out there that do this do not make money from this, and they do it. Just because they love it. And you can tell the people who do it because they love it. Yep. So that, that's the one thing you got to remember when you're doing your site. Just do what you love, do it at your own pace, and have fun. Yeah. And once it be, the, the minute it becomes work, don't stop do, doing Don't it. do it anymore. Yep. I mean, we joke and we were like, oh, God, we got so many games to review. But every single person on my staff loves doing it. Yeah. They're like, you yes, can. give me more games. Guys, <laughs> hey, here, here's a little... Pro tip for you. I got Fallout 4 a week before everybody else did. That's awesome. That's better than getting paid, right? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. Yep. yep. Uh, but no. I, good luck in your site. I'll have to check it out. Uh, and thank you for the kind words about ours. Because we, we certainly... That's what we thrive for. <clears throat> that's why we yeah. keep showing up every Sunday and missing football for. <laughs> well, my Speaking game of which... Starts till four, so. Hey, my Bengals ra- eight for zero. Hey, my Raiders are winning right now, and I'm very oh. thrilled. Nice. They won last week, didn't they? Yep, they won the last yeah. two. Nice. Uh, our next question comes from. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss his name in, out here? I, I just have an email. It's J Mass. So I don't. Not like. Uh, never mind. J M A S S. Eighty eight. God, he was born in eighty eight. Fuck. Uh, Xbox One question. Hey guys, love the show. I've been listening for some time now. Since most of you have had a look at the new dashboard, I was wondering if Microsoft had addressed the issue of offline profiles requiring an email to set up. I have three kids, 
uh, between 6 and 11, and my youngest has to start a new character in Diablo every time the three of us play. This is no fun for him and frustrating for my oldest. And since we both have live accounts, and I, since we both have live accounts, thanks for the answers and opinions in advance. Keep up the great work. Thanks again. Sadly, no. I can't. I can't answer that. I mean, I only have one profile on my on my Xbox, and it's an online profile. Well, I created a second profile so that because we have an Xbox One in the living room, I wanted uh, my wife to be able to watch Netflix on it, and I can't sign into my profile. On, but and you have to have a gold profile, or you have to have a profile online to watch Netflix, which is fucking stupid. stupid. I thought they'd remove that gate. Oh no, the profile. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a profile. Yeah, yeah. You have to have a, a silver account at yeah, least. Yeah, you have yeah. to have something. So I tried to just create an offline profile, and you really can't do that. You have to have an email address, and it sucks. Uh, my suggestion would be to just go set one up, like go get him a Gmail account or something, and just set it up. That's yeah. That, that's it's it's a pain in the dumb, it is yeah. it's stupid. Um, you can do guest stuff, but I'm assuming the reason why you want to do this is because you want to have your save files, you want to have your achievements or whatever. You have your characters, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it it just sucks that they make you do that. I mean, I understand that that's the way everything is now. You know, like if you want an Apple or iTunes account, you've you've got to have you've got to have an email address. Yeah, it just that, sucks. I found that so fucking dumb, man. Even I, if you're not like, buying stuff from iTunes, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I we for work, our our job gave us a brand spanking new iPhone for us to use, and they're like, okay, we well, have to set up an iTunes account. And I'm like, why? Yeah, and but then it you can't do it without putting in a credit card. Yeah, it's it's just see at least with Xbox Live you don't have to do that, but you do have to have an email address. Yeah, but it still sucks. It does suck, and I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm not putting in my fucking credit card, so I guess this phone's never going to get used. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing about Xbox One is that everybody on that system shares your gold account, and they share your games. Yeah. So at least they've fixed that, but they still haven't fixed being able to make an offline profile, and that is just awful. Because a lot of the games require you to be online. Yep. Because achievements are online. Yeah. Like you can't even access them unless you're online. That's like Need for Speed. You can't play Need for Speed offline. Yep. So I'm yeah, sadly that hasn't changed, but like I said, just <clears throat> just create the accounts and get it over with. That's what I did. You know, I created one for the living room, I created one for my wife whenever she wants to play games or whatever. Uh and then once you set them up, you're just done. You never have to worry about them again. Uh, next email comes from Hendrik. It's uh, finally caught up. It says, uh, guys, I finally caught up on the episodes as they piled on me for the last month. Uh, I've just got two things to mention since I last sent you an email. Firstly, Life is Strange is amazing. Yes, it is. Uh, I said last time that it might be my favorite game of the year. I still need to play that before the end of the year. You really I need do. To play, I need to get past episode one. That's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. Uh, and yes, with the last installment, it became just that. Everyone should play it because that game is a fantastic piece of storytelling. Uh, secondly, Halo 5. Uh, now my best friend and I are huge, and I mean huge, Halo fans. Uh, we play these games so much that Legendary becomes obligatory. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> we're suffering on heroic. Yeah, we're getting the shit kicked out of on heroic. He says, although we only play story, as neither of us are multiplayer gamers. Uh, we were so stoked for Halo 5, as you can imagine. However, when we booted it up, we had a huge fucking problem. We play couch co-op. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a ball. Like. No couch co-op. No. Nope. Uh, it says, because I can't afford an Xbox One, what do you fucking know? They cut, a part, they cut that part of Halo out. 
Mm. Uh, fuck you, 343. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's the only one upset about that. He says, to excel the frame rates, uh, which we call bullshit on as enemies stutter in the distance. Fuck this game. We have almost completed it on Legendary, taking freaking turns on the controller after missions. Uh, if you think the warden is hard on heroic with co-op play, you just try solo Legendary. I dare you. I don't want to. I, I will never <laughs> do that. Uh, would you know there's an achievement for beating the entire game on Legendary by yourself? Oh. No fucking way. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, he says, which is another thing that really bugs me, the AI in this game is utter crap. That's my Halo rant. Um, sorry for the foul language and aggressive tone, but when they totally fuck up our favorite co-op game, it really takes a toll. Hope you have a great week. Lots of love. I, I know he called bullshit on the frame rate thing, but go play Call of Duty Black Ops 3 split screen, and that game doesn't look as good as Halo 5. It's it's bad. Did you play Call of Duty split screen? Yeah, I flipped it. I put it in a second controller just to see what it looked like. Whew. It's not good. <laughs> Go look at the Xbox 360 version. Of <laughs> I saw those oh, screenshots. Yeah. Holy crap. That's a brilliant screenshots. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Last email comes from uh, Eeyore Cara. He says, Ryan, interested in your thoughts on WWE 2K16 after having it for over a week now, mate. Uh, mate. I, I picked, uh, he's Australian. Australian. Oh, okay. Uh, he says, "I picked it up on day one, and I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say it, mate. This is the best wrestling game since SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Uh, the gameplay is just so much better. It actually looks like the real deal. Like when you pick someone up from the ground, and it looks like they're talking to each other for the next move. Uh, little things like that. Love the new reversal system. Uh, you really have to make each one count. The submiss- the submission system is hard. One of the special objectives in Bret Hart versus Stone Cold 2." Uh, was to beat him by submission. It took me 45 minutes. Was a killer, but fun. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Stone Cold. Maybe uh, mainly because he's a bit of a little bitch when it comes to putting others over. <laughs> uh, but the 2K showcase is amazing. Brought back so many great memories. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The character customizations uh, is deep and fun. Same with the arena customizations. Some really amazing work by the community that you can download. Someone's made all the WCW arenas, Nitro, Fall Brawl, Halloween Havoc. Man, it's ace. Uh, there's one personal thing that has me down. My favorite wrestler, Scott Hall, is not in the game. There's Kevin. Be prepared for DLC. He said they, uh, they have already announced Scott Hall for DLC. Really? Yeah. Uh, he says there's Kevin Nash in X-Pac, but no Hall, which is kind of weird. Either he didn't want to be in the game, or maybe it's playing DLC. Well, there you go. Yep, it is. Uh, which I'm hoping, which will include Razor Ramon and the NWO versions as well. Uh, but the rest of the roster is fantastic. Anyhow, mate, I'm really interested in what you think. Yeah, I'll tell you what. There's really not much you said, that, um, but you pretty much hit it all. Um, I, I agree with most of the points you made there. It's the... Um, there is still a lot of jank. Um, guy, guys getting hung up on ropes and um, you know, glitches with guys um, when they're you know near the edge of the ring and um, the the um, store or the uh, playing against the computer. The computer can still be a little bit cheap sometimes. Um, I do not like the submission system. Don't like it at all. Uh, I know. He said it's challenging. I agree, it is challenging, and I hate it. Um, it's it's horrible. It doesn't that's the, that's feel the like thing, right? Yeah, and it doesn't feel. The thing about it is, I know they're trying to get away from button mashing, right? Well, 
when it comes to a wrestling game, button mashing perfectly encapsulates the feeling of trying to get out of a pin or a hold. Yeah. Um, you don't need goofy little tricks, right? The Now, if you want to do that for a reversal, like if you want to have two systems like they used to do where you've got one system for a reversal, uh, the THQ UFC games had this. You have one counter that you do for a reversal and one counter that you do if you just want to block. Um, and that, you know, that kind of stuff, okay, maybe you look at that. But the way their submission system is built, I am not a fan. Um, I do, though, uh, agree that the gameplay is very good. I like the slower pace. I like um, that it's a lot more deliberate. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of the chain grapples, but they're not offensive. Um, and then uh, the roster is amazing. It's, uh, the roster is enormous. Does it have the 80s sting in it? Uh, it does, yes. Oh, fantastic. My favorite wrestler. Does not have Hulk Hogan in it, though. It does not have Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. You lose your opportunity. Uh, <sighs> Sorry, brother. Ever after having sex with your friend's wife. Yeah, you know. What are you going to do? Anyway. Well, when you're famous, you can yeah, do I can't really add. I can't really add much else other than that. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, if you want to send us emails, you can send them to podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, but now we're going to go over to the Twitter. we got a few tweets running out right now. Um, actually, we got one from the guy's website, the HD8Bit. He says, uh, we, the discussion about Max Payne last week, he said, I always thought Rockstar developed it. Are you telling me that they just bought it from Remedy? Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, Remedy created the first two games, and then the third one was developed by Rockstar. Yeah. So, there you go. Those were fun games. Yeah. I even liked the third one, even though it wasn't made by Remedy. Yeah, the third one was fun. Uh, Mookie says, played the Witcher, uh, the Witcher game 3 for the first time and got blown the fuck away. Drew, yeah. get on it. I, they, <laughs> I'm hoping that tomorrow yeah. I will find out that The Witcher 2 is backwards compatible, and then I will be able to enjoy it in my living room on my big television, and then we'll play that for Phoenix Down, and then I will eventually play <laughs> The Witcher 3. <laughs> so what Drew is trying to tell you right now is that Witcher 3 will not be in his consideration for Game of the Year 2015. I'm, <laughs> I, I, it's looking that way, unfortunately. Uh, Mookie also says it seems uh, though Blizz Heroes Arena mode is a strong is strongly mixed between the Smite game arena and Assault mode. I still need to play that game at some point. It's a fantastic game. I I can sit there and play that whenever. All right, a couple of uh, directed questions. What is the best FIFA series you've played so far, John? FIFA series. I'm assuming he just means game. Oh god, I kind of liked fourteen. There you go. Um but if I'm I don't know if I'm honest probably um ninety two. Ninety two. Mega Drive. <laughs> I mean there's always there's always that one that, that holds up so well. I know like Ken and even me, the the uh, the two K five um, so the ESPN two K five. Yeah, uh, NHL '98 is the god among hockey games. NBA Live '95. There you go. See, everybody's got one. Yep. I don't. I don't know one for Madden. I, th- I think probably the the one that sticks in my head the most is uh, uh, Madden NFL '10. '93. I played Madden '93. That was the last one I ever played. Uh, his next one is for Wombold. He says, "What is the best NBA 2K 
game you've played so far? Uh, it might not be popular, but I, I actually liked last year. I um I thought last year was uh, was really good. I think every aspect of it was really good. Now, from an on the court gameplay standpoint, I think this year's is probably the best they've ever done. I'm just not a fan of the changes they made to career and some of the other stuff. But the, the last I, two years, I he doesn't like the, the dream. I heard the spoiler to the end of the career mode, and I about fucking lost it. Oh yeah, it's hilariously bad. Yeah, it's the whole thing. It's just... Is that the oh. one that Spike Lee? He's done the last games. two, right? Or did he not? Do no, it? no, he didn't do it this just this year. Okay, yeah, just this year. Last yeah. year was Jay Z. Jay Z produced no, the was... game, or was that two years ago? That was two years ago. Okay. okay. Uh, last year, the career mode um, was, you know, it was a career mode, but they um, uh, they did like press conferences, and you had some dialogue choices and stuff like that between games, where you could kind of either. Uh, be really arrogant or be slightly less really arrogant. Um, <laughs> Everything's got RPG elements now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But this year's, yeah, it was a joke. Alright. Uh, Mookie says, peaches, I could eat peaches for hours. Come on, man. Quote it right. I, could eat peaches. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's uh, Face Off? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Peach. That's what I, I've I could eat a peach that for hours. Fucking memory. Well, that movie was great. You f- get your British ass off my show. I tell you what, <laughs> I did watch Ant Man this week. What a wonderful movie! That's a fun movie. I will get that to that. that. Is really good. I watched Vacation this week. I don't suggest you do that. Oh no, I'm not going to because I really like the first one. I do too, and there's a lot of you know in jokes to the first movie, but it is not funny. No, I don't think it would be. You know, uh, Pixels is a thousand times better than that movie. Oh, shit. That's, that's fucking terrible. You know what? Here. Fuck you. I love Pixels. I told you I liked Pixels. I just liked the first half hour of it. Nah, I like that whole movie. But, yeah, don't don't, don't watch Vacation. It's not, uh, is it, yeah, is it just called Vacation? It's literally just called Vacation. Mm, they don't have National Lampoon. Nope. Yet. But Chevy Chase is in it, and he looks bad. <laughs> Chevy Chase has been looking bad in the past few years. Because he's 100. He was on Community for years. Oh, they got Beverly D'Angelo in it, too. Really? And she looks like she's had a few procedures. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, don't don't see that movie. It's not good. Uh, Don't plan to. Uh, Sean says, glad to see news about Activision uh, pulling the reins off their properties and letting them get turned into movies or TV shows. Uh, It's a... Activision TV studio. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're letting them do it. They're going to be doing the doing. Yeah, it's going to be. What are we talking about? Skylanders is getting a movie mm. or a TV show. That thing well, I thought, TV more. Well, I thought they said Skylanders was a movie and Call of Duty was a TV show. I just thought that the other way around. Being I better, did but... too, but I think that's what they announced. That's wow. weird. Yeah, Activision created a movie slash TV studio that they're going to be. I'll tell you what, Skylanders TV show would go over huge in this house. I think it'd go over huge in a lot of houses. That's another thing we forgot to talk about. Activision also spent like $5.9 billion on the Candy Crush guys. Yeah, that's crazy kind of money. That was more than uh, Disney paid for Star Wars. Yep. That's fucking crazy. It's a lot of money. Yep. That's a whole chunk of change. But you know what? You can say what you want about it, but clearly Activision knows how to make money. So obviously they they see something we don't. A lot of people saying, well, why are they doing this? Well, they've obviously come to a conclusion that's going to be good for them in the long run. Yep. They're going to make money off of it somehow because, yeah. 
course, if you think back about it, Microsoft paid $2.5 billion for Minecraft. Doesn't seem like that much of an... Ex- um, uh, doesn't seem like that big of a deal, does it now? Well, people call them stupid for that, too, and look how much money they've made since then. <laughs> I think they've made that back uh, tenfold. Probably. Uh, next uh, comes from Anthony. He says, been getting back into PVZ, and man, that game is so fun. Garden mm. Warfare, yeah, it's really good. I've uh, been playing on PS4 and Xbox One thanks to EA Access. By the way, EA Access is so good. It is pretty yep. good. Get to play Battlefront a week early this week. It's going to be fun. I'll be on full out. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, Plo 617 has got a bunch of tweets for us. First one says, give me a best case scenario, worst case scenario, if No Man's Sky does indeed release June 2016. Well, best case scenario is that it kicks fucking ass, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it lives yeah. up to the hype. It looks like it what it is. Yeah, and it's, and it's <laughs> worst, fun. Worst case scenario is that Rockstar announces the same date release for Red Dead 3. It's like, that's a worst case scenario, but not likely. I don't know. Worst case scenario is I think that game turns out to be something nobody wanted. Yeah, I think that'll be a game that we th- you know we talked about for three years and we forget about in two months. I think what that game is going to end up being is a Minecraft game. And that's fine if it makes money for whoever does it, but I think a lot of people like us will lose interest in it rather quickly. Yeah, that, I, like I don't want that kind of game. I want a space exploration game. Is there uh, anything else coming out around that window? I'm sure there will be. I mean, well, there, I don't know it yet. Yeah, there are games that have not been announced or games that will be delayed to June. Yeah, I just wonder if... Um, it's going to sit alone as a... you got to think, Microsoft has like six exclusive games next year, and I only know the dates of one of them, which is Quantum Break, which is in February or March? March, yes, I believe. Early, you know, yeah. yeah, so, and they've still got a bunch of games after that, so the question is, when do those ship? Uh, and I'm sure Sony's got some stuff they're going to announce at PSX. So, I mean, there will be games in June, I just don't know what they'll be. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I hope it doesn't get delayed, but there's always a possibility as well. We don't know for sure that, you know, things can change between now and then, don't they? Yeah. His next one says, name two games, one good and one bad, that you completely thought would turn out to be the opposite. We get this question quite a lot, don't we? Yeah, and it always changes answers most of the time. Yeah, I can't remember what I said last time. Oh, um... (laughs) That was in Harmony. Yeah, Witcher. <laughs> Witcher three. I didn't think I was going to like that that much because of the uh, Witcher two. I didn't get on with. I was very surprised. Um, Blue I'm Dragon. Say, did you say Blue Dragon? I thought I was going to hate Blue Dragon. I loved Blue Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you go back and listen to us talk about it, though, there's a lot of problems with that game. Yeah, we, but we, I got, still, we were we were done with that game by the time we beat it. Still, so enjoyable though in certain parts of that game. It I, was it was pretty good. Yeah, I did really like that game. Yeah, I expected to hate it. Also, hate I, I hate Maru Maru though. Who doesn't hate Maru Maru? He farts. And he's loud. He doesn't fart. He does fart in the game. I said, who doesn't? Uh, Laura Croft and Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> I'm t- I'm talking about in general. <laughs> well, but you ain't got to put it in the game, John. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a game that I thought I was going to love, but I hate it. I'm going to say for that, 
just I'm going to cheap out and say Assassin's Creed Unity. That is pretty cheap because I don't I don't think you thought you were going to love that. Game. I did thought I was going to like it because even though everybody complained about it, everybody complains about every one of them, and I've liked them all <laughs> oh, except man. that one. What I mean, I'll I'll be the first one to say it. I know it's topical, and <laughs> I I don't hate the game, but Metal Gear Solid Five. Thought you were going to love, but was disappointed I, yeah. more. Yeah, I was highly, highly disappointed in Metal Gear Solid Five. And I mean it's you know I was I was so fucking ready for this game. You know, I mean I fucking we, we played through all the Metal Gears this year on Phoenix Down, you know, went into high detail talking about them all and the story and the intricacies and all that stuff. And I'm like, I wanna see how he's gonna connect this series together. I wanna see how he's gonna go from Metal Gear Three or or Peace Walker to Metal Gear on the NES and fucking just drops the ball completely. You know, I think back, Shadow of the Colossus was a game I thought I was going to adore. And I can't stand that fucking game. (laughs) Mostly because it controls like complete shit. Like, I find that game almost unplayable. I beat that game. Twice, actually. Oh, there you go. I, 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 is anybody else? Because this is getting quiet. Everybody's like ever thinking, putting their thinking. I can't really yeah. think of anything else. Yeah, I can't I, think of anything I thought was going to suck, but I really liked. Yeah, uh, that's hard. Here. That's hard because I'm always optimistic. Like I thought I was going to like Fallout. You know, like I'm. Uh, there's very few games that I think, oh man, that's going to suck, and then I play it, and I'm like, oh damn, it's awesome. I don't know. You know, I, I didn't have high expectations for uh, Dungeon Siege 3, but come to find out, that's oh, a great yes. game. Oh, yes, yes. That, that is pretty awesome. fucking fantastic. So game. glad that's coming to it. Get a chance to play that game. That was brilliant. Yeah, I Seriously, want to play through anybody, as a different character this time. Yeah, Anybody out there that really likes role-playing games and has not played Dungeon Siege 3, it is free on Xbox Gold, Games for Gold. Play that game. Well, it will be free on the 15th. Yeah. Seriously, play that game. Um, his next one says, "Name a game that completely got you into a genre that you previously did not care for." Final Fantasy VII. That's a pretty damn good one because I didn't like JRPGs till Final Fantasy VII either. Nope, no, I, mean, I, was... I had no love for them at all, and then that game just blew. Starcraft. I mean, I mean well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, did you did you play real time strategy games before that and didn't mm-hmm. like them? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And, I always like uh, Call of Command and Conquer. Well, see, StarCraft is one of those games that, like, it it was it was sucked before and it sucked after. Like, I don't even like StarCraft two that much. Mm. Like, I don't think it's ever been done better. That game is just fucking perfect. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many hours I put into Warcraft, Orcs and Humans. Yeah, oh did, yeah, didn't I played care. a lot of that game. I made my own maps and everything. I did not care for Warcraft. I made my own maps in StarCraft, but I just did not care for Warcraft. Did not get heavily into CNC. Uh, you know, I tried so many other games, but nothing ever. To this day, I played StarCraft like a year and a half ago, and it's still goddamn perfect. I, for me, the game that got me into a genre, Civilization Five. Uh, that's a good one. I'd say for me, Civ Rev on that same. Civ Rev is so good. Civ Rev is fantastic. <laughs> that's one game that has to come back with compatibility because that I just spent spent 
close to 80 or 90 hours playing that game. So well made, so humorous, such easy mechanics to get to grips with. Brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, Civ Five really got me into that genre. Unfortunately, Civilization is the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem with a lot of these games. Is like they get you into the genre and you want to try out the other games, but most of them aren't as good as the one that got you into it. Mm. I'll never forget when I first played Civ Five. Like I, I got it for like twenty bucks. It was. It was weird because it came out earlier that year, and I was like, ah, Civilization Five, why not? And I picked it up, and I just wanted to – I put it – like I got a physical copy of it. And I put it in my computer just to see if it would run because I didn't have really a power horse or anything like that. Um, and um, I started – I booted it up, started playing it. Started at probably about 7 o'clock at night. And I then paused the game. I was like, I got to use the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, looked at the clock. It was 1 a.m., I was like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> and I, went to, I went to the living room. My roommates were still up. And they're like, what have you been doing? I was like, fucking playing Civilization, dude. It's like a fucking time machine. I didn't even realize how I'd, I'd played that much of it. How long, how, I mean, how long has it been since you've had that, where the game has just stolen your time? I mean, that was the last time it, like that happened. I think that was like 2010, 2009. Uh, I love when that happens. Yeah, that was the craziest thing. I I hadn't had that happen in a long time, where I where I sat down and played a game and then forgot what time it was. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've done that. I mean, Skyrim kind of did that to me. Um, hell, even Fallout did that to me. I started playing whenever I got home from work, and then all of a sudden it was like eight o'clock. I'm like, fuck. When, when did this happen? I, you know, the last time it happened, and I'll tell you this, and I, I will never forget this time because a lot of things were happening at this time, uh, was when Just Cause 2 came out. My wife was in labor when I was playing it, and we were waiting to go to the hospital. <laughs> that sucks for her, doesn't it? <laughs> but she was, five she was, minutes, hun. Five no, minutes. no, 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 she was playing WoW at the same time. <laughs> so, um, but I used to play Just Cause 2 and would just like, I was lost. Like, I would spend six or seven hours at a time playing that game and not even realize that I've been playing it. And that's the last game. That's in 2010, because that's when he was born. Jesus, it's, I can't even remember. I can remember the game that I that happened to me the most was um, SimCity on SNES. That one stole my time like a motherfucker. Yeah, I actually yeah. got the fucking Mario statue in that game. I played it so much. Yeah. Before that, I mean, there was plenty of times when I was like 15. Like, I I go back to it all the time. Diablo fucking 2. I can't tell you how many times I just, I did nothing that day except play Diablo 2. I still remember the time people freaked out because I beat Star Wars The Force Unleashed in one sitting. No, that's easily done. Yeah, but I mean, I couldn't, well, it was like six hours, but I couldn't stop playing it. I loved that game so much that I played through the entire thing in one sitting, and everybody's like, you beat it? I'm like, I couldn't stop playing. It was so fun. All right, moving on. Um, his next one says, "What's the most amount of money you've spent on gaming at one time, not including systems?" Oh God, um, <laughs> I would have to say there are two occasions. I don't spend a huge amount in one go. Um, both were a hundred pounds. 
which is about 150 dollars because i don't go into collector stuff that much um however one of them was the fallout pit boy which i did quite happily spend money on and the second was for street fight uh speaking of the snares street fighter 2 because i got a snares and when that came out we didn't have street fighter 2 over here so i had to buy that and i had to buy the adapter because it was the american cartridge that would allow me to play it in my pal snares so in total it was about 120 quid and this was back um, 20 years ago, so that was a lot more than it is now. I don't know. I'd probably say my max is about $200, depending on, you know, being a day of big releases or buying a collector's edition of something. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't ever remember buying more than two games in the same day. Yeah. It's... I think what, the, the day Bioshock came out, wasn't there a lot of stuff that came out that day? Probably that year is pretty goddamn phenomenal. That, that 2007, was the, yeah. yeah, 2007. I remember buying a lot of stuff in that week. I didn't do it in one day, but I know I got like, Bioshock. I think I may have got a Call of Duty that day. There was a lot of shit that came out. Well, that, that was Modern Warfare 2007, so that a great year that was. Yeah, that yeah. year was phenomenal. And Bioshock was the sleeper hit of that season. Yeah. I remember telling people about it on this show and like, you've got to play this game. It is so amazing. Yeah, I remember that. Bioshock. Bioshock was one of those, nobody, yeah, nobody was talking about it. No, nobody cared. And like, yeah. it came out of nowhere and, and it was one of the first 360 games that really hit hard because of word of mouth. Yeah, and I know like I, like I was telling my Call of Duty friends about it because we were sitting there playing Call of Duty. I was like, "Dude, I got this Bioshock game. It's crazy." They're like, what's it about? I was like, "I can't tell you." <laughs> you just can't play it, man. It's cra- you're, you're underwater. You're underwater. And shit. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, he says, "Is anyone else getting tired of the multiple console market? Isn't software competition enough to keep the market healthy?" Uh, we've, talked, we've talked about this plenty of times, and I've always brought that up, and everybody's like, you're an idiot. I just don't think that... Because people get complacent. I, I like competition. I like the fact that we have a Nintendo that does really dumb shit on their system. <laughs> you know, I like the yeah. fact that, that Microsoft and Sony seem to be trading blows every generation. One's the leader one, one's the leader the other. It makes the other one better for it. Like, okay... Let's imagine that the PS3 was the only system that existed that generation with their egotistical, you know, sense towards consoles. The PS4 wouldn't be as rocking as it is if the 360 hadn't whooped its ass. Nope. And the Xbox One wouldn't be as kick-ass as it is right now if Sony wasn't whooping their ass. I mean, it's 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 just good for everybody. Yep, totally agree. So, I don't know. Dude, I just realized something. I'm, I'm, I'm browsing Facebook. Somebody posted a, a picture. Ten years ago today, Eddie Guerrero wrestled his last match. Eddie Guerrero's wow. been dead ten years. Crazy, isn't it? Jesus. What does this world come to? Uh, his next one says, 500 hours of Metal Gear Solid Five is due to sick leave plus insomnia plus my occasional completion tendency. Wish me luck if No Man's Sky is good. I think he's referring to the thing last week where he said I couldn't tell if I liked the game and I played it for 500 hours. <laughs> to which I replied you like the game uh, his last tweet says been listening to you guys since 2008 you guys are the best second to none thanks for the laughs well thank you uh, thank you last tweet comes from Mookie uh, he's quoting somebody named Pete Holmes who says I prefer the something emotional is happening in Jurassic Park 
to the main theme in Jurassic Park. And he says, do you guys have the same feeling? I don't, right, so I don't repeat, know that. Repeat, repeat that one more time. I prefer the something emotional is happening music in Jurassic Park to the main theme in Jurassic Park. Oh, um, don't I, um, um, I, don't know. I don't know Jurassic Park music well enough to know what the difference between the two of them is. Well, yeah, I know that. That's the main theme. Is that what's the main thing? What's the main the main theme, theme, theme is? The... Dun, 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 dun. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, well theme. then, no. I always thought the other one was the the main theme. Yeah, I always thought that was the main theme. Yeah, that's the one I prefer. Yeah, it's yeah. the same one they use for the trailer for the Jurassic World Blu-ray, but they're they're just doing the single piano version. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's Jurassic Park's theme to me. I... Yeah, I've always thought <laughs> that was the theme. Same here. Same here. I, I do enjoy the emotional theme better. All right. Well, yeah. I, I, we we learned something today. Yeah, I always <laughs> assumed that was the main theme of the movie. Okay. Okay. Veins. Also, go listen to the lyric version of that. I okay. There are dinosaurs. <laughs> like, is there an actual yeah. lyric? <laughs> you actually got really close to it. No, it goes, holy fucking shit, there are dinosaurs. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Is, uh, did John Williams write that version? Yeah, yes. Okay. He wrote that shit, fool. Anyway, uh, if you want to send us some tweets that we'll read on the air, you can send them to uh, Info G Podcast on the Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow all of us individually, we've got John at John WUK, Drew at DML Fury, Ryan at R Wombold, and Jason at GamsCon. You can follow me on the site at ZTGD, and also check out Phoenix Down. Dangan Rampa is going on right now. Yep. So you can listen to Dangan Rampa. Dangan Rampa. See, shake your rump. So there's that. Uh, and then you can send all your hate mail about me not liking Fallout 4 to <laughs> I don't give a fuck at dot com. So there you go. I will be playing other games. So there you go. That's, unless anybody has anything else. That's no. pretty much it. Go play some fucking video games. There's a lot of them out and they're, most of them are pretty damn good. Yep. Hell yeah. And so, long as shit. Yeah, no doubt, right? People are still playing The Witcher, Drew. No, I haven't even yeah, started that. Came, that came out in May. Yeah. There's still people playing Metal Gear. Do you realize that some of the best games this year are getting some fucking substantial, awesome DLC in 2016? Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat X and Dying Light? Dying Light's getting goddamn vehicles in 2016. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about that. I don't I don't still own that game, unfortunately. I, I still own that game because I fucking love it. Yeah, I and it's really like digital, it so it's not like I could do anything with it. But you know. I mean, we, we we put like thirty hours into it. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with it. I still love that game. But that's it, Jason. You can do your thing, and I can go watch my football game that's on TV. All right, go something like this. Welcome to the 
going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, program. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4C radio layer. Boys, oh wow. And then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.